Marty! Marty, we gotta go back to the future! We gotta save Chloe! Hello everyone and welcome to episode 24 of the RF Generation Playcast. I'm GreyGhost81 and what follows is our discussion of RFGeneration.com's community playthrough for March 2016. This month, Floyd, Stephen, Rich, and I are joined by special guest J-Rock the Game Rocker to discuss the modern point-and-click episodic interactive drama known as Life is Strange. We'll delve deep into the plot and themes of a game that many people hold dearly. There are hella spoilers in this episode as we pick apart each episode in detail. If you have any interest in playing this game, please do so before listening to this episode. Remember that you can subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter where our handle is at RFGPlaycast. You can also listen to the show on Podbean and iTunes. Most importantly, don't forget to log on to rfgeneration.com to join our playthroughs and discuss the amazing games we play together. If you just like listening to the show, tell a friend about it. Thank you as always for listening, and now, on with the Playcast. Sunday night. Good stuff. Sunday! Sunday, I'm your excellent host, Single Banana. And always with me is Floyd. Party on, Floyd. Party on! <laughs> so, everybody's, uh, I've had a quite a chaotic weekend, which I will not get into right now, uh, but it's, it's been interesting to say the least, and, uh, we've had, uh, kind of all of us have had, uh, some kind of neat things going on, uh, very recently. I know Sean uh, just put in a little stint on the Collector Cast, right, Sean? Yeah, I had the honor and the pleasure of being a guest with uh, Chris and Bill over there on the Collector Cast, talking about my favorite console of all time, the PlayStation Two. So, I would love uh, if everybody wants to go check that out. I'd appreciate it. I'm sure they would too. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good show. I actually listened to it, and uh, if you're looking for some ideas to uh, to get some PS2 games, uh, I highly suggest it. Um, actually, bought Downhill Domination today for five bucks complete. And, oh, nice, uh, <laughs> man. You're going to love it. That game is so much fun. Well, it's already hit with the family. The kids and I came upstairs, and uh, <laughs> we were all playing it. So, uh, yeah, man, it, it's a really cool game. I almost bought, uh, what is it, uh, Radiata Stories. Is that right? Yeah, that that's right? a good one, too. And uh, it was, I think they wanted like 19 for it complete. And my daughter was like, mm, Daddy, that's too much. So, <laughs> so she wouldn't let me buy it today. <laughs> that's a, that's pretty much the going rate for yeah. it, Rich. I mean, oh, if yeah. you see that again, you might want to grab it. I know. I just that's didn't want to come home telling it. her mom. So. No, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Floyd, you've had a pretty exciting time, right? 
I did. I had a pretty eventful, you know, couple of weeks. Um, I went up to uh, to Barry. Uh, was it uh, Chris Hodge does the uh, Barry Game Exchange, and that's where I actually ran into the one and only J Rock, who's this uh, month's guest. Say hello, J Rock. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me on. This is going to rock. Yeah, it's awesome. So what did you guys do? Mm-hmm. Did you guys have any good finds? or uh, Tell us a little about the Barry Show. Why don't you go, go on about it there, Floyd? You started the talk about it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, well, it was actually my first swap meet in a couple years. I went to one in uh, Waterloo, which is a couple hours from where I live. Um, and that was all right. But uh, this this one in Barry really knocked it out of the park, I guess, because it's the first time that I knew people who were going there, and um, that made it a lot more fun. And you know, it's just a, a t- typical uh, collector swap meet. You know, you bring in some games you want to trade, uh, look for games you want to add to your collection. Uh, tons of great people. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of cartridge club people mm-hmm. were there. Uh, who was there? Uh, J Rock. You, of course, you were there. Yeah. Uh, Baird on Mars. Pam and Will. Um, Pam and Will were there, yeah. Can't forget about them. STC podcast, yep. With uh, the one, Bill yeah. and Joe, Canadian Retro, Long Shot. <laughs> oh man, everyone was there. Mm-hmm. Ryan O'Vision, the Retro Electors. Just so many people. Yeah, so many good people. It was a great time. Yeah, but yeah, Floyd, Floyd and I, we did a little game hunting together, looking at the tables, and then afterwards we went out and had some dinner with a bunch of the Cartridge Club people. Yeah, and that was a good time. Yeah. Pokemon waiter. I heard about that guy. Pokemon champ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was a 2010 Pokemon champion. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, I didn't see the coverage for that world championship. <laughs> I think it, so I can't no. say if that's true or not. <laughs> I, think I have to take his word. I think it was on the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys remember that from Dodgeball. ESPN 8, the Ocho. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> oh. So, uh, Stephen, you have any interesting things going on? Any good pickups lately? Uh, well, I, I did post in the, the thread on RF Generation. It was a collection of stuff I've gotten over the last few months. Um, some, some good stuff. I got finally got Brigandine for the PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, no, you can't have that one, Sean. I'm keeping that one. <laughs> yeah, I was really <laughs> jealous when I saw that. That's on I, my I knew that, I knew that one's on your list. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, there was a bunch of stuff there. I was just a stuff I neglected to post my pickups over the last few months, so I just threw it all in one big post and Yeah. Some big hitters in there, man. Look. You had some nice stuff. Yeah. Sunset Riders for Super Nintendo. That's and a great game. Other things, yeah, that's a great game. That's one of my favorite arcade cabs. I love that. Yeah, I went out mm-hmm. of town this weekend uh for a family funeral and of of course uh I was a little early um going to the um the wake and so I happened to stop at a few game stores on the way because I was early, never missing an opportunity. And uh, any excuse, eh? It's <laughs> <laughs> any excuse. <laughs> That's right. Anytime you can game hunt out of town, uh, it's worth it. So, I picked up some cool stuff. I picked up um, Siberia on Xbox, which is um, kind of a neat game. I watched a um, kind of a a review video of it that wasn't uh, a spoiler, and it looked like a really neat game. Um, neat is a is an interesting word for yeah, it. Yeah. So I've I've heard uh wait which which Siberia is this? It's the first one. I had the second one already, and this was the I was looking for two Xbox games. Um, I only oh, I was, okay. I'm not going for a complete set. I was just looking for a few Xbox games, and Siberia and uh, Dino Crisis Three were on my list. And I actually picked up Dino Crisis hmm. Three today when I had my when I took my kids out today. Um, 
for a while. So uh, it took them. Is that dinosaurs in space? It is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I gotta get that one. I, I want to. Pretty realistic good times. I mean, Jason went to space, so why not dinosaurs? I mean, exactly. You know, they, they pretty they explain that pretty good. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and one of my better pickups that I, that I thought was really cool was I picked up, um, it was a Kickstarter I missed out on, was the Diamond Trust of London, um, which was a pretty cool Kickstarter. But, of course, you know, I was like I was so excited about getting it. And, of course, um, you know, Duke from uh, CollectorCast is like, oh, I think you can still order that online if you want it. I'm like, man, shut up. You know, I mean, you know, it was an exciting find. So. <laughs> but yeah, I picked up a few other things too. But uh, you know, I'm not going to go into that. I'll probably post those on Twitter tomorrow. Um, see what kind of reaction I get and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, our our um, our guest this month is uh, of course J Rock. Um, J Rock, tell us a little bit about yourself. And what you do? We'll give your show a plug. Hey there, guys. I'm J Rock, the Game Rocker, and I do uh, a YouTube show. Uh, in, in the a few months ago, I did up to a year. I did every week a video. Yeah, you did. Like a vlog every week. And I've sort of kind of taken a break from that and exploring different things on my channel. I do everything from, uh, well, I started with doing tutorials, uh, got really into collecting and learning how consoles worked, fixing them up, did some videos on some Game Boy stuff, and those are pretty successful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just became part of an online community called the Cartridge Club with lots of great people and... Just so many people that I interact with, including you, gents, yeah. on uh, Twitter and such. Absolutely, we're really happy to have you on the show. And uh, I'll tell you guys, this this guy's a uh, a hell of a uh, super ghouls and ghosts player. That's a tough game, oh, and he's got <laughs> it's my jam. And uh, he's got a actually a a playthrough of it online that's really awesome. Kind of step by step how to. Uh, that's really that's really yeah. neat if you're ever interested in you know beating a very difficult game. Yeah, I'll have to I mean, check that out because I suck at that game. It's called yeah. How to Rock Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and right. with with that, I just sort of <laughs> wanted to break the stigma that it's such an impossible game because uh, there's tips and tricks, and it's not that impossible. Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, um, let's go ahead and get into the game for this month. Um, of course, we played. Uh, Life is Strange, which is available on several systems. I'll let Floyd take it away. And um, Floyd and I were kind of talking back and forth today, texting, and he had a pretty good question to kind of start off the conversation about Life is Strange. Yeah, I, I think um, before we get into the discussion of the game, I mean, let, let's get some housekeeping out of the way first. Um, of course, uh, the five of us played the game. Um, in addition to Buried on Mars, who's another Cartridge Club guy, uh, Crabmaster 2000, Engineer Mike, Eric Escapade, uh, Isret 101, Pam, um, Untrod Tripod. I think he's a new guy on he the is. site. He's been playing a lot of our games recently. Really yeah. glad to have him. And uh, and uh, the infamous uh, Mr. Wild Bill. Yeah. yeah, a few of the collector cast guys. I'm kind of surprised they don't play a lot of our games, but it's good to see them show up and uh, you know play mm -hmm. a few. Yeah, and I think uh, what was neat about this one because. A lot of people had played this game beforehand, mm -hmm. but they still came in and, you know, gave their two cents on, on what they thought and, you know, what their favorite moments were. So it was it was a nice uh, nice discussion we had going on. Yeah. What did you say? 11 pages? I think we hit 11 yeah, pages. That's, yeah. That's, that's really good. It's probably one of the more in-depth discussions we've ever had on the game on mm -hmm. the site. And uh, we just we keep seeing participation grow and grow. And that that's really exciting, I think, to all of us. Um, this is kind of what we envisioned when we started doing this uh, a few years ago. We've been doing this for quite a while. And, um, you know, it, it's really, really nice to see uh, the participation grow. So and 
and we can all all be together and put forth that effort. It's nice. Yeah. Um, I also put out a, a quick um, tweet on our uh, on our Twitter page asking if anyone wanted to um, ask us some questions. And uh, Bill actually asked us. Um, <laughs> he said that uh, given the uh, successful conversations we had for this game, if we're considering doing more of these narrative story adventure type games in the future. And personally, I love the genre, so I would be very, very happy to play more games like this. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but what would, what do you think? Should we play more of these, um, you know, sort of point and click uh, narrative decision based games? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I love these type of games. Um, a lot of fun. Um, probably the most recent experience I've had with them are probably the uh, Telltale games. You know, Wolf Among Us was uh, one that mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoyed. My wife and I played that together, and we loved it. And uh, my wife actually sat in on um, with me on this game, too. Um, somewhat. I'll, I'll explain that later, perhaps. But, uh, yeah, I love Wolf Among Us, and I've played some of Walking Dead, Um it's not my favorite show on TV, but I but I have enjoyed the um, the actual game. So, yeah. What do you What do you guys think, Sean um, and Stephen? Yeah, um, I think these types of games lend themselves really well to the the conversational aspect of our playthroughs, as we saw here. Um, I would have no objection to doing a game like this again. I really kind of hate Telltale games for like having a product that has the potential to be so good that actually runs like complete, uh, you know, garbage. Like, uh, I have a real problem with the the engine that they refuse to upgrade. That I hear they I hear now they're finally upgrading their engine, mm-hmm. but um, I, I, that's just my personal gripe with telltale uh i most recently that's kind of weird because i mean i've i've played uh wolf among us on on the pc and uh walking dead on playstation 3 and never had any you know buggy issues or Mm -hmm. anything like that well supposedly the games run the best on the pc um i played the first walking dead series on xbox 360 and Mm -hmm. it was a dumpster fire and i just played yeah um wolf among us on the on the Vita, and okay. it was also really bad. Really? Hmm. I never had any problems. I played Wolf on PS3. Well, I played both games on PS3 and never never had any issues. Maybe it's, um, you know, maybe it just depends on console or, you know, that you play it on. Yeah, the the, the only Telltale games I've had problems with before is uh, Jurassic Park on Xbox 360. Yeah, I've heard that. I found that to be pretty choppy, uh, in, especially in the high action scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Back to the Future on the Wii. I don't know if the Wii version is all buggy or whatnot, but yeah, hmm. but yeah, I thought it was great to join in on this game. Life is strange this month because, uh, like you said, Wolf Among Us. I just played that not long ago myself, and of course, The Walking Dead Michonne came out, and I was playing along with the Cartridge Club Alan Wake, which is episodic. It's just like everything's episodic <laughs> right now. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, we did an episode on Alan Wake. Actually, I think Floyd, you hosted that, right? I did, I did. That's actually uh, one of my favorite games. Yeah. Um, I think it's decent. I, I I express that over uh, over at the Cartridge Club, and um, uh, that's probably one of the few games that have really like gone down the rabbit hole for. Yeah. Um, like I I like really went like, geez, like way off on on the deep end for that one. Just like 
researching mm-hmm. things and, and coming up with my own ideas. And there's um there's a blog that I don't know if it's by the developers or not, but it's it's called This House of Dreams. Mm-hmm. Um and it's all about Thomas Zane. It's like this lady buys a house and she finds Thomas Zane's diary entries and you know his mementos and stuff. Really, really cool. Like I I love how Remedy can build a world around um around their ideas. Yeah, that was one of the games that that I, I didn't get to play. I don't I don't I didn't join the conversation for that either. Um, I didn't get to play because I didn't have a 360 at the time. But I actually watched an entire playthrough of that game. Watched it. So mm-hmm. um, I, I I really enjoyed it. But anyway, I guess the point is, Alan Wake, cool game. Check out our episode. If you're listening to this, we actually have an Alan Wake episode. And I think that goes along with Castlevania Symphony of the Night as well. So I think so. Cause that, that was, was a good Halloween episode. Month. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, pretty, Just listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. <laughs> All right. So back on track, Floyd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we gotta we gotta talk business <laughs> here. Back on the rails, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, Life is Strange is available on the PS3, PS4, uh, the PC, uh, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. Um. Actually, the mod or the current gen, you know, PS4, Xbox One are a physical copy of the game, where you get uh, artwork and the soundtrack, which uh, we'll probably talk about the soundtrack later. Um, but it's nice that, you know, an indie game like this that started digital only got a, a physical release. I'm sure a lot of collectors were really happy about that. Mm-hmm. So, Life is Strange was developed by Dotnod Entertainment, and it was released episodically between January 2015 and October 2016. And um, it came at, at a time after um, the developer made a game called Remember Me. Which um, was met with lukewarm um, responses. You know, it kind of took on that uh, formula of the um, rock steady uh, rhythmical combat. But um, you know, they I I've done some research into this, and some people really like this game, and some people are kind of just meh about it. Um, but in that game, they had a really cool concept, which they called the memory make remixes where you would enter somebody's memory and just alter things so that would alter physical uh, in-game events. And they took that theory and really expanded on that in Life is Strange with the time uh, rewind mechanic. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I mean, I've heard of the game before. I haven't haven't played Remember Me. Has anyone on here played Remember Me? Yeah, I played it. We've talked about it a couple times on on the show um, because it it was the game that we refer to a lot that had the combos that give you health if you do it right. Like it's a unique health power up. Oh, okay. Um, but what Floyd's talking talking about the the memory reconstruction things were so cool, and it it was it's one of those games that has. For the combat being messed up, and it, it really... I, I couldn't finish the game. The combat was so crazy towards the last two levels. Mm-hmm. But those memory rewind scenarios were so cool. And But there were only like three of them in the whole game. It was really uh, something that... It would have been so much better if it was more of the game and a little bit more... Not even fleshed out. Actually, the scenario, the scenarios themselves are pretty cool. But if there were like maybe six of them or seven or eight or the whole game was them. Um, well, now you got a game where it was all, you know, altering 
time and stuff. Yeah, that, I mean, that's it's arguable. It's, it, it is a different mechanic. Uh, the way you described it, like going through somebody's memory and, and actually changing things to change what that character does. I, I guess it's kind of the same thing. Maybe contextually, uh, I liked it better in, in Remember Me because that was more like a futuristic sci-fi game. This yeah. is more set in reality. So yeah. I would definitely, but, but to just like, I would recommend people check out Remember Me. Uh, just don't try to finish it. Like, <laughs> I, I played it on easy and it gets ridiculous towards the wow. end. Um, but yeah, it's it's worth checking out. Well, yeah, cool. I've actually uh, owned that game on Steam for years, and after playing Life is Strange and hearing all this, I'm really intrigued to try it now. Might have to start that up sometime soon. Yeah, Steven will play it on, like, Nightmare, though, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> Steven, I, I think you you would like it a lot, actually, and you could probably yeah. beat it. I, I just, I'm really bad at video games, so. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, right. yeah you come back and report and tell us what it's about, man. I'd love to hear yep. Uh, what what you think about it because it, it sounds very interesting um but kind of getting back i mean that um i guess we should maybe talk about sort of the gameplay or the mechanic that's uh inherent in this game or do we want to talk a little about the story first Floyd? what do you think um i don't know i i think we should talk about the story because that will yeah. kind of set up yeah. the discussion of the uh central gameplay mechanic Absolutely. and you know i i think um you know this this game is rooted in in reality in, in a world that we we all know and and you know settings that we we've all experienced mm-hmm. some of us further removed um, from than others yes fair <laughs> enough <laughs> um but um you know playing this game kind of got me thinking you know like especially because of the core mechanic of rewinding time i thought you know I, I, I kind of reflected on my high school days and, you know, wondered if there was anything that I would do differently. Mm. And so I kind of want to ask you guys, what uh, what were you like in high school or what um, <laughs> what, uh, what what memories did you take away from that? <laughs> That's a fun question. Who wants to start? <laughs> J-Rock, we'll, we'll let our guests start on that one. Oh, I was... Uh... I, I was uh, I was rocking this dude around. Of course, <laughs> seriously. I, I, I made I made friends with everybody. Is class president? Freaking rock the the battle of bands. Won that. Oh uh, yeah, things are pretty good. Is is this true or is this uh, is this how you imagine? This is all it true. Like, oh, awesome. no, this is all true things. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's I could see you as class president I, though. I mean, you're you're very um you you're very awesome. I mean, you know, like from the videos. I mean, <laughs> what you see in the videos is what you get in real life. Is is from what I hear from everyone from the Cartridge Club and Floyd. You know, same guy, same nice well, guy. I'm flattered. Yeah. Good thing the cameras aren't on because I'm blushing <laughs> <laughs> with no pants on. May or may not be wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everybody but else, yeah, it, let's hear about it. It definitely brings back, uh, just yeah, brings you back to high school. <laughs> what sort of things go on there? So yeah, it was a trip. Yeah, playing this game. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. Like in high school, how I was very, I was very studious. Um, I was a, I was a very, I was a very good student in high school. Um, I, I, I played sports. I played football. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't really a jock. I wasn't that good at it, but I, I played anyway, just because, um, I think I like to take my frustrations out on people after school. So that was kind of fun, <laughs> my teenage frustration. So I, I wasn't the, the type of people that were sort of portrayed the jocks, uh, the dumb jocks that were portrayed in this, um, uh, stereotypically portrayed in this, um, um, 
story, but um, that was probably how I was in high school. I think I was liked by a lot of people. Um, you know, I, I kind of just kind of did my own thing, but still fit in. Listened to a lot of Nine Inch Nails uh, in high school, so I had long hair. So nice. if you can imagine that, you've seen pictures of Bring me. Bring on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, um, I I was actually a time traveling lesbian mass murderer, <laughs> so I can totally identify with everything in this game. Is there anything no. else to be? Now, did you did you murder everybody with your powers over nature, or what was it? Well, sometimes I would convince other people to murder the people that I wanted to be murdered, or, oh, or just so it's not your bad thing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, sometimes you got to rewind and just murder them over and over again because it's so satisfying. But no, I mean, I I was I can I can kind of relate to Max as like the quiet, awkward, um, shy teenager. Like I wasn't I didn't have a talent like she did for photography or really anything. I played music uh, in high school. That's a talent. Well, I don't know how talented I was, but I'm just, <laughs> I guess that was play? my thing. Uh, I play guitar, drums, uh, pretty much everything. Rockin'? Yeah, I was rocking. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I can I can relate to to our main characters here, Max and Chloe here. Um, uh, I don't know if any did anybody go to a, a private school or a parochial school. I went to public school, so yeah, I did public. I went to a Catholic school. That's private. Okay. That's kind of private-ish, yeah. right? This was more like a university high school, though, in the game, right? But, but yeah, I mean, you probably had a, a closer experience to, um, to what um, this is like. Except you, you pro- did you live at home or was there a campus for this particular place? No, no, um, no. I, I lived at home. Yeah. I mean, there there are schools like that. Um, uh, not too far from where I live. Sure. Um, but uh, no, my my high school experiences were, um, I was, uh, you you might be surprised, but I was not one of the popular kids. <laughs> no way, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, in in my head, I, I thought of myself as like the Chloe type, but I was definitely more of a wallflower, like uh like Max. Yeah. Um, more more introspective and and sentimental and all that. Um. But no, they were they were fun years of my life, and you know, I, I, uh, I, I look back on them fondly. Yeah, awesome. How about you, Stephen? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I was, uh, kind of shy kid, kept to myself a lot, and uh, as I probably bordered on antisocial, honestly. But uh, uh, that's not to say I, I don't think I was unliked. But you know, I got along well with people, and I had you know my few friends that I had, but yeah, I was kind of the opposite of J Rock. I wasn't the uh, the class president, so. But you were a rocker. I was. I yeah. had my Metallica shirts and. Yeah, know. and you play guitar too, so. I do. Yeah. yeah. Off to never, never land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, because I went to a Catholic school, we had to wear uniforms most of the time. But uh, when we didn't have to, it was always like a like a Megadeth shirt or mm-hmm. like Tilton the Bodum or. <laughs> So so, even though I was a bit of a wallflower, I was, I was always ready for the mosh pit shock, bro. <laughs> you wanted people to know that you were hard. That yeah. Uh, 
Well, well uh, I know Duke will be happy to hear that you wore the Megadeth shirt. Uh, we go oh, back and yeah, forth about a... which is better, Iron Maiden mm-hmm. or Megadeth. And he's a Megadeth guy. Oh, which, oh that's you know, tough. Whatever. I, I love them the same. <laughs> I don't love them. I have to. I don't think I can choose. <laughs> uh, Rest in peace. <laughs> but that's, a, that's a story for a different time, though. I guess we should probably <laughs> put it back on the tracks. So that was fun, though. That's a great question, Floyd. <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, it kind of kind of leads into um, what what the major theme is of this game, and it's sort of like, what if, what if you could do something differently? What if you could uh, prevent a certain event sure. from happening? What if you could uh, save this person, or or what if you could betray this person? Um, if I could turn back time. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been a J-Rock better soundtrack it. than what we got. In this game. Oh, <laughs> oh, you guys are so hard on the soundtrack of this game. It's not that bad. It does not rock. <laughs> it doesn't. It well, it doesn't rock, but it's not that. It, bad. it comes. It comes close to rocking. Let's just say, you know. Well, let's talk about the soundtrack. I mean, why not? We can talk about it a little bit, right? Are we? Are we getting let's to? A, am around. I getting too far ahead of myself? Right? talking about no 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 we can we we don't have to go um in order here we can we can talk about the music (laughs) we're there right right sort of so i'm so the music's great if you're having trouble sleeping (laughs) (laughs) it's it's not it's not rocking i i agree and 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 i understand people's problems with the music my my thought on it is I, i i'm not i'm not ecstatic about the music choices per se but i do like the way the music's used in the game because I feel like it totally fits the tone, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's it's used very cinematically, like like with the opening scene, like the music starts when you go out into the hallway, and it feels like an intro to a movie, which this game is very much like, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it yeah, that's that's a good point, and and I think we'll touch on this later when we go talk about episode five, because um, if there was any episode that felt like a movie, it was definitely episode sure, five. Sure. Um. um but yeah, I, I think it, it's really good how they pulled off that, you know, cinematic feeling. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I like how Max steps out of her classroom and says, you know, welcome to the real world, pops in her uh, her, her uh, earbuds yeah. and retreats into her own world. I mean, because that's so realistic. Yeah. I you did know, it. Every, every, yeah, yeah. Right. We, we've all sort of been there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be at, at school. It could be like at work, like Rich is sort of. <laughs> Going off into his own world, playing ease on his lunch breaks, right? <laughs> yeah, and I listen to I listen to music and podcasts while I'm working during the day too. So I mean, I'm kind of in my own. So world you're always work. in your own. Yeah, bubble. I'm own, always in my own bubble at work. Um, so um, yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with you guys, and and a lot of people on the thread didn't like the music as well, and um, I completely agree with what you guys are saying. The music isn't fantastic. I think it kind of fits with the game and, and the story. I think something like Super Rockin' probably wouldn't no. kind of fit the game, but it's 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 very somber and uh, yeah, oh, melodramatic. The music, yeah, like it it really matches Max's um, personality, where she's pretty sentimental yeah. and and you know very pensive yeah. about things. Yeah. Sort of easy kind of indie music is what it is. Now I will say mm-hmm. there is one song, and I did mention in the threads um, the whole scene where they're jumping up and down on the bed. There's a Sparkle Horse song that plays, and I'm a big fan of Sparkle Horse, so I was really I was really happy to hear something familiar. You know, and I thought that song worked pretty well with that scene. But 
Um, you may you may know which one I'm talking about. May not. So I think Sean and I had like a sparkle horse moment. I'm not sure. Did we, Sean? I yeah, I like that band, and not all of his music. Like he had the the slow acoustic jams, mm-hmm. and he had some rocking songs. Sure. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Again, the the guy died tragically, but his yeah. albums are all really great, actually. Yeah, I get to see him open up for uh, Flaming Lips. Uh, surprise opening one time. Oh wow! Yeah, he just showed up and, and opened for him. We ne- didn't have an, any idea he was coming, so uh, that, awesome. that was pretty cool. That was a cool moment for me, and you know, maybe that that was a little more sentimental for me, like hearing that. You know, so, right? Well, I have never had a sparkle horse moment with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> not even any, not any, not even any of the bronies over at the cartridge club. No, there's bronies. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I should delete my yeah, account. Then. I'm starting that rumor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, anybody else thoughts on the music? Um, kind of said mine, but yeah, I kind of disagree with what you said. Yeah, I just I agree with Rich. It's not music that I would listen to on my own time, but I thought it fit the, the game. You know, I, yeah. Like you said, I wouldn't put uh, my my type of music in there because it just wouldn't fit. You know, so. Uh, not didn't really care for it personally, but I thought it worked in the context of the game. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I know. I I, I kind of um, I I I would have to agree with all of you. I mean, I I'm a little bit. I I guess I would say more. Um, you know, on on the side of that sort of indie music. I mean, I'm 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 very open with my musical. Uh, you know, genres. So. But um, yeah, no, I, I liked it. I, the only thing I don't like, and you know, I don't like this because it was actually done so well in the game, is that you know, from it went from a soundtrack that I like to a soundtrack that I almost don't like because it almost brings out, uh, you know, it's a bit of a tearjerker. Mm. Yeah. Well, then it's effective, though. I mean, mm-hmm. I, yeah, and I get what you're saying. Um, some of the more dramatic moments are really helped by the musical choices mm-hmm. so yeah let's um let's get right into the gameplay sure. um uh, this is a you know i don't really want to say telltale style but i guess it kind of is um in, in the in the I guess in the aspect of making in choices. In a very broad sense, but right? It's more a point and click, though. It's got a lot more of that than Telltale typically does. Right. Yeah. Whereas, I, yeah, I was it, actually almost a little overwhelmed when it first got into the gameplay. There were so many options on the desk, even. Oh, yeah. No, that's a great point. <laughs> no, that's that's good. I like What what uh, what made you overwhelmed? Oh, just like, oh, you could look at this thing. You could open this thing. Oh, you use your camera. Look over here. Look over here, your friends, just so many things you could do. Yeah, and everything mm-hmm. you can either, you, you can look at it or touch it or turn it or, you know, turn it on, turn it off. You have the option to look at it first and get a little comment from Max. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Some, some, having, oh. some things having value, others just kind of there for setting purposes, right? Right. And I, but, you know, I think that is done really effectively to help you, um, be in Max's shoes because mm-hmm. this—it's almost like a role-playing game. You know, you really have to put yourself in these situations. Yeah. And there's a super fine line with games like this. I mean, do you have enough stuff to click on? Do you 
have too much? If, and if you have too much, does it feel like it's filler? Do you know what I mean? I mean, is it just there mm-hmm, to make mm-hmm. you have to find stuff to click on stuff? Because there were certain points where you had to, you, you had to find certain things to move on, right? You had to click or search, you know, search certain areas mm-hmm. to, to find things. And um, I, I'm very, um, with, with, without a better term, um, obsessive compulsive about games like this, where I feel like if I don't check everything out, then yeah, <laughs> you know, I feel like I'm failing. I have to check it out. I don't know. How did you guys play this game? You, did you guys some of you, you play kind of the same way I do, or or not? I think normally I would play very similarly to you, um, but it it kind of felt weird because you could go through people's drawers mm-hmm. right in front of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and characters yeah. don't react to that. Well, here's your pregnancy test. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they um, do the universe so well, and then they don't have that as a problem. I mean, that's that's so minor. I'm kind of nitpicking at <laughs> yeah. that, but um, um, it it definitely helps establish the world and helps you um helps the game and the environment and people's belongings tell a story sure it really creates a big picture of how the school is with all the you're walking around looking at pictures and flyers and everything Mm -hmm. and then you even go into the bathroom and there's all the the scribbles derogatory Mm -hmm. things yeah Yeah, it is very detailed and i think that is what kind of separates it from a telltale game is that i would say a telltale game is way more like on rails where Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. life is strange you have way more opportunity to explore and observe and just Mm -hmm. i liked the like reading the flyers where i thought it was cool that you could graphically see most of the time uh, in you know if you were looking at a flyer you could read what it says but then you could hit the button to read it and sometimes there was even further details in the like text uh screen Mm -hmm. that they gave you i thought that was really cool that's a great point man you you make a great point about like this and Telltale because it seems like with this game it allows you to explore and you kind of by clicking on things and looking at things you kind of are responsible for sort of creating the setting whereas like with the Telltale game most of the settings sort of created by the artwork does that make sense no that's a really good point because it's sort of like in Life is Strange all the ingredients are there Mm -hmm. for you to sort of discover and create the world whereas in in like the Telltale Walking Dead or, or Wolf Among Us Everything's all created, and you're just funneled along from plot point to plot point to plot mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was one scene, and I remember this. Um, I, it was the one before you go swimming in the pool, um, and there's mm-hmm. a bulletin board. It's like, lost goggles, can't find them. And I went through <laughs> the boys' bathroom, and I took a like a I went into one of the stalls and took a left turn and looked down, and I found the goggles on the floor. And it didn't, oh, cool. and it didn't let me pick them up, but it said, oh, here's the goggles that so-and-so was looking for. Maybe we shouldn't do that right now, but, you know, make a note of mm-hmm. that sort of thing, you know? So it, it was, it, it kind of made the setting a little interactive. It didn't, it, it didn't add anything to the story and it wasn't one of the little, you know, like sub menu things. Did you find the goggles? It wasn't one of those things, but, you know, it was just a little kind of touch of something the developers added, which I thought was kind of cool, kind of nice. Somebody mm-hmm. lost no. a backpack too. Oh, okay. Did you find that? Yeah, no, but I saw their their flyer. I wish I could have helped the guy. I mean, <laughs> probably had all their schoolwork in it. I know, I know. He's gonna flunk. But you should have grabbed those goggles. There was a reward, I think, for the goggles. Uh, yeah, it's what it said on the flyer, but uh, it wouldn't let me grab the goggles. I was I was a little disappointed, man. And I'll be honest. 
Well, I watered my plant and it lived. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I didn't water it until Act 2 and it lived, so. Me too? (laughs) I killed it. (laughs) I I gave it too much love. Same. That's okay. You killed it with kindness. It's it's the best way to kill something. <laughs> so so Sean and Steven, how did you guys? I mean, how did how do you guys play this game? I mean, are you are you guys searching out everything, or you just guys kind of just get bits and pieces? Uh, yeah, you just yeah, get what you, you need I mean, you and move know, on. You guys know how I play games. I'm completionist. I explore. So I'm kind of. I actually agree with what J Rock said about it feeling overwhelming at first because yeah. there's just so much to interact with, and I want to interact with everything. I don't want to miss anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, there's like you guys said, there's so much detail and just there, there's like a ton of flyers on the wall that you can just look at, and it got a little exhausting trying to go through it all. But I just felt like I didn't so, want to so, miss so anything. So you read all all the flyers, and I you, probably uh, did. I mean, maybe I missed some, but uh, and uh, and you you looked at the TV and yeah. got that got that quote where it says Final Fantasy Spirits within yeah. is an epic movie. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I posted that on Twitter. I yeah, s- I saw that movie in theaters when it came out, and I was me too, dude. <laughs> <laughs> me too, <laughs> on both points. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. <laughs> it looked good, but it certainly wasn't what you were expecting. Yeah, Uh-oh. there's going to be another Final Fantasy movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hopefully, this one's good. The preview, um, but. <laughs> Yes, uh, but apparently, like this was not Square Enix saying you got to put this quote in the game. You know, this uh, one of the uh, art directors or something like that apparently really likes that movie. Oh, that's interesting. I was just gonna, I was just gonna say that I had forgotten when she made that comment that this was published by Square Enix until like mm-hmm. just now when we're talking about it. So I was kind of curious about that. Hmm. <clears throat> um. A lot so, of nods yeah. to pop culture in this game. Yep, for sure. Um, Chloe's license plate, probably the best license plate. I don't remember that in the history of video game cars. Out of time Twin is pe- that? Or- Twin Peaks. <laughs> out of time. Twin Peaks. Which one? Someone has out of time. Don't they? No Twilight way. Zone. Oh, I know. So Warren has, has Zone. the X Files. Warren has. Oh, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. I think they all have little weird names for their license plate. Um. There, there's a, I, I think in the diner, somebody graffitied like "Fire Walk with Me" or something. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, yeah. That's awesome. the Twin Peaks movie. That was one yeah. of the uh, collectible, yeah. collectible photos you can take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and well, you know what? Since uh, the collector cast guys were actually playing Alan Wake, um, which has nighttime scenes and a lighthouse scene and a Twin Peaks vibe, um. You know, I I love Alan Wake, but I think this game did the Twin Peaks inspiration better. Hmm. The town it's, is definitely more alive. Yeah, hmm. and and in in this case, like the town actually had a secret in in Alan Wake that I don't think the town had much of a secret other than you know there's that uh, there there's that spirit just possessing people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Alan Wake. Crazy stuff happens here, dude. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Well, something, and you mentioned something pretty, pretty awesome. Um, and something I wanted to mention when we did our folklore, um, call with Pam is, have you noticed how many games we've played, or how many games you play that actually have lighthouses in the games? Mm-hmm. And that whole idea of the lighthouse and symbolism of the lighthouse and 
Coming in June, Bioshock Infinite. (laughs) (laughs) Does that have a lighthouse in it as well? Oh yeah, it it does. You, you, yeah, you enter the game world through a lighthouse. It's a very, it's a very symbolic image, you know, because I mean, you think about it. How many towns actually have a lighthouse? But for you know, so many games actually have one. Um, My town does. So well. Good for you, Floyd. <laughs> Bravo, lighthouse man. <laughs> Mine doesn't. I have one. I'm I jealous. have one too. Do you really? Yeah. Well, you guys live around uh, the same place. It's probably the same lighthouse, right? We do. No, no, we no. Have, we're we about an hour apart. Are you about an hour? There's a lot of lakes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why do you need a lighthouse on a lake? I'm sorry. This is getting way off topic. <laughs> Just for, for, for funsies. Okay. <laughs> Because it's wow. symbolic. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, in a, in addition to lighthouse symbolism, Life is Strange also <laughs> has a unique gameplay mechanic of rewinding time. Absolutely. Um, now, at first, when the game was announced and it was um, said that you can rewind your choices and, and replay them differently, I'm sure everybody thought, well, that renders all decision-making pointless. Mm. If you can just go back and do it again. But I think Dotna did a, did a good job of, of how the rewind actually works. You can you can rewind in, until you come across the option that you think is best mm-hmm. in the given situation. Yeah, which there's, there's really, really no like, good or bad, so... Like that's what you find out right away as soon as you start using it is uh what is it the first scene in the junkyard with Buddy or mm-hmm. when is no mm-hmm. sorry you use it in the bathroom but then after that mm-hmm. uh, yeah I'm losing my my train of thought here um use it yeah and then he, bad things happen either way. You right. know, well, like you either know, either you, way doesn't seem like more beneficial than the other. Yeah. Are you talking so about like, when, okay, when she pulls a gun on Frank? Is that what yeah. you're Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's true. You I, lose I the actually, gun in the one. Right. Or you gain like a mortal enemy, it seems like. Right. Right. Yeah, I um I, the the first time I remember using the rewind mechanic other than the and I guess we should go ahead and talk about episode one, but the first time I remember using the rewind mechanic was with the principal. It's like whether you tell him or not that the kid was trying to um um what, what was the kid's name? I can't I can't Nathan Nathan, Nathan, Nathan yeah, had yeah. a gun. Yeah, yeah that Nathan. Oh, I had hate a gun. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has a Nathan at their high school. No, um, but uh, but yeah, that was the first time I remember using that. Other than the scene where you have to use it, um, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm with you guys. There really wasn't a, a very different outcome for either one you know well i i think thematically it was perfect to include something like this because max is very um apprehensive and you know not indecisive Mm -hmm. but like she's always questioning herself and always doubting herself and um that's that's the, the the rewind mechanic really reinforces that and it's you know it's in real life, it is hard to make a decision, and sometimes immediately after you make a decision, you wish you could just do it differently. Sure. Um, but anyway, I like I, I went from thinking this mechanic is pointless and it's going to 
make all decision making you know meaningless um so i put a, a restriction on myself where i would only use it for like puzzle solving or um anything non decision based mm-hmm. and um i i gave myself that restriction after i talked to the principal um because, you know, I, I ratted Nathan out at first and I thought, oh, you know, maybe, you know, I'm going to make an enemy here. Yeah. So I rewound and, you know, said like nothing happened or I can't remember what the other option was. Um, and I didn't like that. So I rewound again and, and ratted Nathan out again. <laughs> and Pre- then Perhaps only- we should say the, the first instance that she finds out she can use this power. Well, right. Uh, yeah. No, that's 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 good. You know, thanks for getting us a little bit more on topic. Yeah. Um, because Max goes into the the bathroom and overhears uh, a pretty heated discussion between Nathan and, um, at the time, this unidentified punk chick. And uh, Nathan pulls a gun on the girl. He, uh, he shoots her. And Max freaks out and discovers that she has this ability to manipulate time. Mm-hmm. And so you go... All the way back to waking up in class, and you have to do that all again. Mm-hmm. And this time, you use your power to save the girl. I I wasn't really getting grabbed by the game until that point, and then I was like, "Wow, this this looks pretty interesting." Mm-hmm. That's 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 a good point because I think that's sort of where I got uh, that. That's where it really uh, hooked me too. If you anyway, the. I just want to say there was one other option or one other time where I rewound time. And that was in the final episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's the final episode where you have the um, decision to either tell David that Chloe has died or you can oh. sort of hide the truth from right. him. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an honest guy and, and you know, I, I do believe in telling the truth and I brought those values into my experience with the game and so I told him mm-hmm. and I saw how how it um really affected David and I thought, you know what, I gotta I gotta reverse this, I gotta I gotta protect him from the truth, you know, this is too much for him to bear. So I rewound and, you know, told him that uh that uh, Chloe's okay. Hmm. Um, well, there, there's some, there's an interesting mechanic about this game that I want to bring up, too, before we go any further. Um, and you could rewind time, but there were certain times when you only got a few chances, and then after that, you were stuck with your decision. Did you guys run into that? I did. Hmm, no, okay. never, because I only rewound like once or Okay, twice. so at the end of the first chapter, I believe, is where you have to... Sign the document, right? The confession. Is that right? Is that the end mm. of the first chapter or the second? Yeah, that's the, the first. Is it? Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. No, that's the no, second. Wait. I that's thought it was the yeah. second. I think it's the second. 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 Okay, so I went through and checked out a few people's stories, and on the third one, it made me go through with whatever that decision was. It did not allow me to rewind anymore. Hmm. So so okay. I had to go through with that. So there were there there were somewhat some limitations sometimes, which I kind of liked, I kind of didn't because I'm kind of like, well, if I'm able to rewind all these other times and get away with this, why are, why am I being limited now? Why are you shocking me with this sort of um, limitation now? And I got limited on the decision to blame David 
um, you know, for what was going on and, and kind of rat him out and tell on him uh, at that time. Okay. So, uh, which, you know, I, I wasn't unhappy with that decision. I didn't cut the game off and, you know, it was like, well, I'll just, you know, replay that portion. But, you know, it was kind of like, mm-hmm. well, that kind of sucks. You know, I didn't really get to make the decision I wanted to when I've been able to, you know, during other times. So, hmm. yeah. So, um, you guys want to get right down to uh, to the meat and potatoes here? Do you want to talk about the episodes? Sure. All right. Uh, episode one is called Chrysalis, and this is the synopsis actually provided by um, Don't Nod. And it says, Max Caulfield, student at Blackwell Academy in Arcadia Bay, Oregon, discovers that she can rewind time. The episode revolves around her testing her power and reuniting with her old best friend, Chloe Price. The pair set out to find out more about the disappearance of Rachel Amber, the harassment of Kate March, uh, the drug schemes of Nathan Prescott. Uh, the friendship between Max and Chloe is put to the test as Max debates whether to reveal her rewind power. Can they save Arcadia Bay from destru- destruction at the hands of the oncoming tornado? This episode sets up the... Uh, this is my personal note. Um... This episode sets up the characters and introduces us into Max's uh, time-reversing powers. So what did everyone think? I mean, you know, we should mention this game, like a lot of other games, was released in episodes. So, you know, you would download basically one episode at a time. You would wait to play the next episode. I I typically don't play games like that. I wait till everything's flushed out and, um, you know... You know, all the episodes are available before I usually play games like this. But um, you know, I'm I know- the same way, Rich. Yeah, you, just you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes yeah. these things get delayed, or you're going to yeah. forget about them if you played mm-hmm. it three months ago or whatever. Yeah, I gonna- always do the same thing. Yeah, they're they're going to be crap. But- I usually you know wait for the reviews and stuff to come out, which which is kind of explains a lot of my collecting hobby. I don't buy new games just for that reason mm-hmm. specifically. And and this game has such amazing cliffhangers, like to to. Finish a game upon, or finish an episode, I should say, upon release, and then have to wait, like whatever it was, you know, mm-hmm. six weeks or eight weeks or whatever, to to find out what's going to happen next would be just. I I've a lost interest in games because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even uh, I can understand that. Once, like I I just ran through Wolf Among Us recently because I've started that, played the first couple episodes, then just lost interest because I had to keep waiting. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only one that's being able to keep my attention was The Walking Dead, just because I love it. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one, I had the 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 good ability to be able to play it all at once. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's pose the question this way: If this was the if you were playing this as it was released, would this first episode make you want to play the second? Uh, oh, that's a tough question. Every at the end of every episode has a hook that wants like sure. you almost immediately like I've had uh, I put off going to bed because I want to see what happens a little bit into the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that a couple one. times too. Stayed up late playing these. So yeah, yeah, I would play one a night. That that was my thing. I played this in five nights. And, well, that's and that's sort of the out. ideal way to play these yeah. games, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and they're they're fairly long episodes. I mean, I feel like you get your money's worth out of this game. I mean, from, you know, mm-hmm. from what's done. I mean, I think some of you guys got it for like 10 bucks, which is awesome. I think I ended up, I paid 20 because I bought it before. I bought it, um, you know, beforehand, before, um, you know, the deal came across, before the month, which was nice to have a, 
you know, a, a really nice discount before he started playing this month. So, mm-hmm. this is this is the power of the uh, of the playcast. Is we pick games and then they go on sale. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Illuminati of the uh, video game industry. If you know mm-hmm. that, it's real. It's real, J Rock. The playcast effect. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, um, well, I, I guess what the like choices? Like, what were the choices in this episode? Um. Yeah. So. You have four major plot choices in this game, and they are relating to... The first one is relating to Principal Wells. Do you report Nathan or do you hide the truth? I reported Nathan. Yep, same here. Yeah. 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 All right, we're all all good people so far. Can't be he's running around, acting hard, waving a gun around. Yeah. Yeah, you think... You gotta jack that fool. Thinks he's all that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thinks he's tough. Uh, Now there is Victoria's outfit. Uh, the context of that is you have um, a really, um, really simple kind of sort of puzzle solving moment where Victoria is. She's one of like the preppy hot the mean girls. At the school. The mean girls. She, she's a mean girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're Lindsay Lohan. She's a mean girl. <laughs> Wait, is that backwards? All right. Okay. No, well, no, I, no, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, so she's blocking you from going into your dorm. So. You being the uh, the the super um, um, pacifist, yes, good work. The super pacifist, you um, cause paint to fall on Victoria instead of just being like, "Get out of my way." Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't put up with that. That's that's bull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and once once uh, Victoria is all covered in paint, you can make fun of her or you can comfort her, and. I guess because this moment wasn't really relevant, like not relevant. I didn't put a lot of importance on this moment. It was just more of like a puzzle solving scene for me rather than like a key plot thing. Um, I can't remember what I did, but I'm pretty sure I comforted her because I'm a good person. No, I made fun of her because she deserves it. She needs a taste of her own medicine. (laughs) Got to take her down a peg. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That was my thoughts. Yeah, I chose a comfort option because like you said, I... uh, I feel like she got what she deserved with the paint, and I don't really believe in kicking somebody when they're down, so I didn't make fun of her. So, Yeah, and I mean, also, um, Crabmaster on the forum made a, a really good point where he's he is, or in, in the case of the game, Max is the new kid in the school, and you're kind of just trying to fit in with everybody, yeah. so you, you will kind of go out of your way to be nice to everybody, so... That I think influenced my decision too. Yeah. Or it's like jail, and you got to like knock the biggest guy out. <laughs> well, I don't That's know what, what I was you thinking. Into. I was thinking. I was just thinking. You know, you can't be putting up. She's bullying. You know. It's like, Derek's like, you don't mess with the class president. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, and you know, just kind of talking about these choices. What's What's interesting is how you get sucked into playing these characters and the decisions you make. Um, often become decisions that you would probably make personally as well, you know, and that's... Um, really good point. Yeah, I mean, it's... I, I wonder if all this data is being, like, sent off to some, like, psychological <laughs> research <so>. thing. <laughs> no, it's no, some, that's, like, that's Mitomo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I made a Mitomo today. I, I don't know if... I don't know if I should regret that. <laughs> but anyways... <laughs> <laughs> um... So I guess, it looks like we all uh, comforted Victoria because we want to be well, not uh, J-Rock. 
not me. Oh, J. Oh. <laughs> no, because oh, J. Rock. I actually comforted her because I I loved her character. She was probably one of my favorite characters. I thought her like bitchy catty attitude was such a turn on. <laughs> yes, and I'm not even kidding. I, I thought <laughs> I thought she was really hot, and I loved her character. Great you, voice You just acting. like to get treated like dirt, eh? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm with you, Sean. Man, oh. yeah. I like their. I, I don't know if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna get into our, our our game crushes. Maybe we can save that for later. If you want to go into it now, I'm no, I'll, I'll hold on to it. I got more to say okay. about her. Okay, well, so we'll save game crushes for the end. Uh, the next is the confrontation between uh, David and Kate. So, um, Kate kind of gets herself into a bit of trouble. Um, she went to a party and. Um, you know, I, I is this explicitly told what happens to her? No, I don't think you know about it. Be- later. But yeah. Oh yeah. So so at the beginning, you you're, you can form your own uh, hunches, but uh, it's it's really revealed later. Yeah, um, that's like so- Law and Order SVU thing. <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Kate is is drugged at a party, and she ends up making out with all the guys there. And this is totally not in her her character because she's like the nice Christian girl, and you know. But you don't really know. Can't. You don't know this yet when you have the when David has his altercation with right. Kate. Right. Well, you that's kind of true. That's a good point. You don't to kind of figure this stuff out about Kate. Yeah. Right. Um. And and David is the um. Security. security. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's he. he He's um, he's like Leahy. If anybody watches Trailer Park Boys, he's like Mister Leahy and just has to be in charge and wants to have everything, you know. By well, the book. he's like Mister Leahy crossed with Big Brother. Yeah, he wants to watch everybody with his cameras and. Right. Yeah, they they paint him as a really uh, what's a, what's maniacal character? What not mm-hmm. not maniacal, but uh, Voyeur- well, that, voyeuristic. Like Maybe no, like a. A negative character. Sure. He's yeah. also Chloe's stepfather, which is very extremely you, important. To yeah, and you don't know you don't know that at this point, though. You don't very figure true. that you very don't figure true. that out until the end of the episode. Uh, That's when right. right. In, uh, with the pot, which was the next choice, mm-hmm. right? Anyway, so um, David is giving Kate a hard time, and you have the option of taking a photo of this um, altercation or intervening. And I intervened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I intervened also. This is an interesting one. I, I wonder if anybody took the photo and how it affects the story. Did anybody? I did, but I rewound. Take the shot? I did, oh, but I rewound okay. and did the opposite. So, no. Anybody? Yeah, I did, I did the same thing. I I rewound it and uh, did the intervene option. Yeah. That, that's what I stuck oh, with. Well, interesting. Uh, I don't know if I should feel like a jerk, but I, I took a photo. God, you are a jerk, oh, man. I, I, I wanted to... I, That's what the J stands for in j <laughs> Jerk? <laughs> Never thought of that. I'm discovering myself on this episode. Thank you. But, uh, no, I thought... I you tease know, because I love. <laughs> she she needs some sort of proof that she's being harassed. That's, you know... So that was well, my yeah, later, mm, Good point. Late, later, you can use it as, as uh, proof that um, David is, like, antagonizing students mm-hmm. okay because when it's just uh, word you know he said she said right that sort of thing mm-hmm. is hard to prove or 
anything like that. So I was that was my intention. Yeah. I had good intentions. You get that hard evidence from your Law and Order SVU days. Yeah, that's what I, you know, you have to be a detective. That's true. It's a good point. I did think about and that after I went the other route, you know, and intervened. So. That's, and, and Kate gives you a hard time later. I felt bad that I didn't help her, but I'm like, you know, I did it for your own good. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kate's such an innocent girl, and, like, you can tell um, just by her body language in that scene that she's really being beaten down by um, by David, and, and um, the game really tries to set you up to really not like David. Yeah. yeah. And and I and I do think now that I'm thinking about it, I think episode one ends in that decision. Do you you know, do you go after David? Do you go after um Nathan? Yeah. I, 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 I may be so. completely wrong about that. You might you might be right. Uh, but anyway the next major um plot uh, decision is you um you you leave the school with Chloe, you kind of have your reunion. Yep. Um, Chloe's kind of mad at you for disappearing out of her life for five years. Yep. Uh, but anyway, you go back to her house and you really discover how much Chloe has changed. Mm -hmm. She's not, um, you know, the, the fun, loving, happy girl she used to be. She's, um, you know, dyed her hair blue. She's doing everything a typical rebellious teen does. Um, and in this situation, uh, Chloe lights up a joint. And you have the option to take the blame, uh, blame Chloe for it, stay hiding, because um, Chloe doesn't want. To, Chloe knows she's not allowed to have guests because her her stepfather's a uh, you know real uh, he runs a tight ship. Oh yeah, David's or, trying to bust you. David busts you. David is trying to bust you. Yeah, or you can you can stay hiding, or you can come out of hiding and intervene. And I didn't find a hiding spot in time, so I took the blame. Mm. Same. I could. I couldn't. I could not find a place to hide. I. I didn't realize you could until mm. I saw the results screen. It's but the closet, and, and what happens is yep. you can't get in the closet. Um, but what you can do is, when she gets caught, you can rewind, and then you can. There's something in front of the closet you have to move first, and then open uh, the door to oh. go into the closet. Really? Oh, yeah, okay. You have to use the rewind there. I for. I first tried the window, mm -hmm. and Max is like, oh, I'll fall and die, or something. <laughs> then then I went to the closet, and she's like, no, this is such a bad place to hide. Yeah. I think I tried the closet, and some stuff fell, and I wasn't able to use it somewhere to hide. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. Interesting. You can't yeah, anyways, hide in the closet, David, symbolism. David, that's mine. R. Kelly will teach you that. <laughs> <laughs> but, wow. uh, but yeah, I, I kind of stayed hidden. I, I stayed hidden. I oh, didn't take the okay. blame. Yeah, forget that. Uh, okay. no, I'm not, I'm not going to tarnish my reputation. I stayed hidden at first, and then after I saw the events, I rewound and uh, came out and took the blame. Yeah, you could do that too. That was another option. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm so not then, doing uh, time for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Chloe, Chloe's my friend. Chloe's Chloe's my girl. So, so who you threw know, her I, under the bus? I would do anything for her. Oh, I did. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's not throwing her under the bus. <laughs> I mean, she did it. You know, why she's throwing you under the bus. That's right, right. She's expecting me to throw <laughs> myself under the bus. That's not gonna happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, how does this episode end? Um. I guess you kind of uh, you know, enjoy each other's company in your sort of reunion and sparkle uh, horse plays. Sparkle horse plays, <laughs> and then yeah. <laughs> You can take a picture of her and... Yeah. So, speaking of those optional pictures, did you guys go for them? 
Anytime I, I saw didn't... the prompt, I took the sure. picture, but I wasn't looking yeah. for it no. at all. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go out of my way to uh, to take those optional pictures, but um, if I found one, I took one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Afterwards, it was really easy to go back and get ones you missed. There's uh, a lot of checkpoints that you can start from, and doesn't take long at all if you like to get all those achievements. Yeah, yeah. There's one toward the end that's annoying with the photos, but we'll talk about that in chapter five when we get there. Okay. So, but. Uh, Episode two, episode two, out of time. Uh, while while Max must convince a skeptical Chloe that she can time travel, she begins to experience sporadic loss of her power. Kate Marsh deals with the public humiliation from the student body of Blackwell after a viral video of her intoxicated um, at a vortex party is leaked onto the internet. This is the Kate episode. This is the Kate episode, yeah. I'm so I'm so glad I don't go to high school in these days with the way social media is. <laughs> yeah, true, I can't man. imagine. Be, uh, like I, we talked about how we were in high school. I was a little bit of a kind of brooding idiot. Like, and when you're when you're at that age, when you're at that age, and I think we see some of this in the game itself and the writing. Uh, something they did very smartly. You you feel like everything you say is like kind of important. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're not old enough to be jaded and realize that like nothing matters in life and nobody cares what you have to say, kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So, uh, man, I'm glad I didn't have Facebook or Twitter when I was in, you know, junior high or high school. That would have been a freaking mm-hmm. disaster. Yeah, and I'm yeah, the, one of the. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, just one of the major themes of the game is bullying. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and exactly. That's that's a big issue these days, especially with cyberbullying uh, being more prominent. Yeah. So. It it's yeah it's it's a very, uh, it's a very real like very close to home, kind of game. Yeah. And this hit me in a different way. I mean, uh, I guess I'm the anomaly here, and I'm the one that has kids. Um, no one else has kids on the show, so. Um, kind of hit close to home for me. I mean, that's something I worry about as a parent. I mean, it's, it's terrifying thinking about my kids yeah. doing that. My, my daughter's eight. Uh, well, she'll be eight in May and wants a cell phone. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, you're not getting a cell <laughs> right. phone. But, I mean, kids her age already have cell phones. They're already connected to social media. And it's um, mm-hmm. it, it's rather disturbing, you know. And that's going to be a scarier, even scarier world, you know, when my kids get older. So, scary enough yeah. now. but. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it affected me in a, in a you know, uh, a kind of tough way. I, I mean, you know, I wanted to do what I could to save Kate Marsh. And I'm glad mm-hmm. I was able to, which we'll get to, I know. That's, um, yeah. Um, so let's, let's get right down to the, to the choices of the episode. You have uh, Kate's question. Um, Kate is um, at... You know, sort of the the lowest moment of her life. Um, she's really struggling with uh, with the cyberbullying mm-hmm. and 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 you know, uh, f- uh, physical right. bullying, emotional bullying that she's receiving in, in class day to day. So she asks Max if she should go to the police um, and say that she was drugged, or if uh, if she should wait for more proof. And I told Kate to um, go to the police because really? this is like this is. A big deal. Sure, sure. I think I think for me, I did the opposite, Floyd, and and my reason was this. Um, I, I had had the experience with the principal, and the principal kind of putting everything off, and I had the feeling of the the power of the Prescotts in this town, which is the big family, the rich family that kind of mm-hmm, runs yeah. everything. So I kind of felt like 
it's not even going to help going to the police. This is going to make the situation worse, and it's going to bring her into a, um, uh, you know, feeling worse because she's not getting the help from authority. You know what I mean? Yep. And, I and did so the exact same right. thing for the exact same reasons. Yeah, same I had here. the same. Yep. Yeah. And I and I took a I, lot of flack from her from that, but I'm sorry, J. Rock. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I felt uh, that she would be put in a place of danger if she was to say something because I don't. We've already experienced Nathan uh, in the parking lot at school. Sure. Uh, almost getting into a physical alter- altercation with you, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he he likes to wave that gun around. So I mean, Kate's in such a low place already to put her in a place of danger when already you as the character max feel like you're in danger mm-hmm. just from that's, saying that's, something uh, so in a place of protecting her i i recommended she wait for proof yeah mm-hmm. right no it's it's and you know i i think i i totally understand where you're coming from and it's it's like um you don't want to put somebody in danger you don't want to put yourself into more of a threatening situation well did anything come out of that floyd since you since you made that choice did did she go to the police did anything positive come out of that or or what happened with that um geez because it's been like two or three weeks since i've beaten the game don't remember everything but um i'm sure if anything it puts nathan sort of on the radar of the police okay okay Okay, and and um, the, it's it's I think it's put onto uh, Nathan's file at school too. Mm-hmm. Now there was something. The next choice was sort of a big choice in the game. Uh, that's um, Kate's phone yep. call. That's um, do you? So you're uh, you're at the Two Whales Diner. You've met uh, Chloe's mom, and like she's a super nice lady, mm-hmm. and with a horrible country accent. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I you know, because we, we got a couple guys living um, in in the southern part of the st- of the United States. So I wonder, what did you guys think of her portrayal, um, her her voice acting? It, it seemed forced. It seemed out of place. I, I, I didn't right. feel like it was necessary to convey the story. It it didn't make a lot of sense to me, and and maybe that was because mm-hmm. we didn't get a lot of her background. Um, Fair enough, but. I, at the at the same in the same instance, I wasn't like offended, you know. Sometimes some portrayals of some southern characters can be rather offensive, and I, and I wasn't offended by her character. She was a very sweet, a very nice character, um, mm-hmm. with a lot of charm, you know, kind of that southern charm, the southern cooking um, kind right. of deal. And so I, you know, I thought the character was fine. I just I found it kind of strange that there wasn't more background as far as why she was from the South, why she moved up there or anything like that. So that, that was mm-hmm. more the, you know, the problem I had with it than anything, you know? Now, did you, did you read Max's diary a lot? I didn't. Um, there was so much. I started much off in reading it like, too. Anybody yeah. read all that? I mean, it was so thick. It was, no. it was, yeah, I, no, I, I started really. just like devouring that. Like I would almost pull myself out of the game to, to go out of my way wow. and, and, and read her journal. Um, cause there was a lot in there sure. and it, it kind of takes you out of the moment. Yeah. That was my, that was my reason for not doing it. Yeah. It would have been nice that, um, after the game, you sort of got like maybe a, a montage kind of thing mm-hmm. of, of, uh, Max writing down sort of key moments mm-hmm. and, and like that be her diary. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
I don't know. I I think what they did it works. Um, it was sure. just a lot a lot of thoughts and a lot of um, information in there. Yeah. V- very realistic, and I think that's what they were going yeah. for. But um, kind of a wasted effort, almost in a little in a, in sort of a way. I mean, because I don't feel like a lot of us read that or paid attention to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's sort of one thing I wish I had paid more attention would have been to nice. upon finishing yeah. the game. Would have been nice. I wanted to keep up, yeah. but yeah, just too much. It takes you out of playing the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I did read every text message. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did look at those. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, it would have been nice if there was like some things you had to figure out in the game through the diary, and, and, and they would have made it more... Um, I guess more interactive is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would have worked better that way, and maybe less. <laughs> uh, well, just remind yeah. you that the diary's there. Sure, sure. right. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to uh, back to Kate's phone call. You're you're at the diner. You um, you demonstrate your your um, time manipulation power by um, quote predicting the future, <laughs> and um, uh, was it guessing what Chloe has in her pockets? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, because when you go back in time, you're you go back with the knowledge of the future. Yeah. When you go into the past, and everybody else sort of, I don't know, they they just go back. This was sort of your first sort of major puzzle rewind, right? Yes, I think so yeah. in the game. Uh, figuring that out because you had to make certain selections first, and then you had to rewind, and because mm-hmm. you weren't giving all the it's hints. Like, yeah. Right, it's like you had to get things wrong, yep. rewind, and get more hints, get it a little bit more right, and then rewind yeah. again until you it, got it perfectly right. Yeah. And it has a really big Groundhog Day moment that you have to predict everything that happens in the diner. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. And and for the life of me, I couldn't figure that out. It took me forever to find that cockroach part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a while. Because I didn't realize you could actually turn your head during that scene. You know, I didn't know either. You're just looking straight forward, and you're thinking, "Oh well, it's got to happen here." So, and it took me a while. Well, because everything is happening in front of right. you, right? So you're not going to think to look to the side. I yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so you're about to leave the diner, and uh, Kate calls, and um, Chloe, because she's um, you know an angry, rebellious teen, um, says, "Oh, you're going to take this call, and you know, you're you're supposed to be hanging out I with seen me." Seen you in five years. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I took the call, and um, that helped cement my relationship with Kate. Um, later on in the game, um, Chloe apologizes for being so harsh about yep. you, and or harsh towards you, yeah. I should say. Yeah. Um, I mean, how on earth could, what kind of, this isn't a choice. Like, did anybody not take the call? How could you not take the call? I bet J-Rock didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> not a jerk. Not a jerk this time. It might surprise you. <laughs> no, she's she's in such a low place. You got to take that call. Yeah, but yeah, you're, man. It really makes you feel like you're her only friend. Well, you are. So you yeah. kind of are. They really, um, they really put that on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. So that leads right. Uh, that leads right into. Um, the decision called Kate's fate. Yeah. Did you save her, or would you? Were you not able to save her? And who um, saved her? Thankfully, I was able to save her. I was too. I, I, I saved her too. Saved nah, her. I messed up. I think I told you guys. I know where I made my, my mistake. I appealed to her, uh, 
you know, her sensibilities about her mother. And we all know from the context clues looking back that <laughs> yeah. her mother was very harsh on her for what happened. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I think if I had said, think about your father, who was more supportive and forgiving. Right. And the, uh, aunt, might have... the aunt was kind of a, yeah. Right. Yeah, awful the, too. Yeah, the aunt was a bit of a Bible basher yeah. too. Yeah, I mentioned mm-hmm. her, uh, I mentioned her sisters and that seemed to uh, calm her down. Oh, yeah. okay. She, yeah, she, she's tight with her sister yeah. and her dad. Right. Hmm. Right. How about you, J. Rock? Did you save her? Get a no. Uh, I I tried to the first time, but uh, I ended up failing, yeah. and then went through replay to save her. Okay. Oh wow. The guilt got yeah. you. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted I wanted to save her, and I, it just wouldn't let me with the choices that I'd taken. Yeah. <laughs> I think this kind of goes back to what um, uh, Stephen and I were kind of talking about before, like how we play and how we have to look at everything. And I think mm-hmm. if you did that, then you kind of knew who was on her side and who was against her. And then mm-hmm. there was the other part where there was the whiteboard outside of her door, and you could erase the bad things that were said about her on the whiteboard. And that actually shows up on the ledge scene as well. Yeah. Um, you could also um, erase the the link to her... Yep, bathroom um, mirror. To, yeah, the, the, to her sort of slander video. Yep, yep. Yeah. I did that, and I put my own link up there. Oh, nice. For my, my channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. And then um, episode closes on who you blame um, okay, yes. for Kate's suicide. Do you blame Nathan? Do you blame David? Or do you blame Jefferson? Yeah, and this, or her attempted suicide. Yeah. <laughs> or attempted That's suicide. Right. Yeah, and this is what I was talking about. It is the end of episode two. Um, this is where... I was talking about I, I got to listen to two and then I did the third one and I got stuck with the third one. I couldn't rewind. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure, Rich, that I experienced the same thing. I'm not I'm not exactly mm-hmm. and I think I kinda saw it coming because I knew I wanted to blame Nathan mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because he's the worst character like the most obviously unlikable right. character in the whole game. Yeah. Um so I ended up blaming him. I blamed David the first time, and then Nathan the second time, and then rewound again, and accidentally hit David instead of Mr. Jefferson, because mm-hmm. I, it was just an accident, you know? And I was like, right. oh, I've already listened to this one, I'll just rewind it again. I was like, nope, you're stuck with it. And I was like, well, I, I can live with that choice, it's okay, you know? Huh. Because there was the confrontation, so I was like, I can live with that, right. you know? Um, I, I blame Nathan, sure, and... and um. Principal Wells says, first you accuse Nathan of, of, you know, trying to shoot up the school and now he's drugging kids. Like, you know, this guy is, you know, the, uh, a, a shining example of a good scholarly student. That's what I was afraid uh, of, yeah. Yeah. Because I'd already had that interaction with the principal and I was like, well, there's no point in blaming Nathan. They're not going to do anything to that guy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have another drink, principal. <laughs> <laughs> did anybody yeah, find his bottle of whiskey? Was it whiskey or bourbon? <laughs> That's kind of the same yeah, thing. Sort of. Well, not technically, but yes. Not technically. <laughs> Don't argue with the but man yeah. that works at the ABC store. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, okay. yeah, blaming Nathan. You got to blame Nathan. I find it uh, odd that you guys, um, Sean and Rich, said that uh, you got ended up getting stuck with an option because I, I think I did the same thing. I listened to all three choices. But I was still able to go back and place the blame on Nathan. Really? I don't feel like I ever got stuck with anything, so I'm uh, not really sure what happened so, there. Rich, but. maybe maybe you waited too long to rewind. No, I don't know. no, I didn't because I knew, you know, because I I messed up, you know, I, I messed up. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh well, 
I messed that up, so I'm gonna maybe it's because I selected the same one twice. Maybe I don't I don't know maybe. I don't know, but it did. It messed up my mechanic. I wasn't able to uh, hmm. to switch it. So hmm. okay. All right, episode three. Episode three, chaos theory. Uh, bad shit can <laughs> and does happen. <laughs> Ian Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Max Caulfield and Chloe Price begin investi- investigating the conspiracy surrounding Kate Marsh and Rachel Amber, the pieces of the puzzle surrounding Rachel's disappearance leads to answers, and the consequences of Max's powers lead to a conclusion uh, that has devastating result. Excuse me, I can't speak tonight. Results on everyone she knows. It's funny we mentioned all the flyers, but we failed to mention the missing flyers, missing girl, uh, Rachel Amber. Oh, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the big, that's the big mystery, the big murder <laughs> mystery or whatever, disappearance mystery. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Laura Palmer mystery, right? That is uh, that is uh, <laughs> the Laura Palmer of um, Twin Peaks. Life yeah. is strange. <laughs> yeah, um, it's Chloe putting up the posters, by the way. Yep, she was big, big friends with uh, Rachel. And Rachel seemed to be friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. She got around. <laughs> yeah, she was she was very friendly. Anyway, this is not the slander Rachel show. Oh, no. <laughs> Just ta- ta- um, talking a bit about her character, because we failed to uh, bring her up. Yeah, that uh, that's true. Um, no, she, she was she was quite the social butterfly. Um she uh she had a a relationship um now well, like what did you think of her relationship with uh Frank Bowers the sketchy scary drug dealer I, I think with this game and there's something that I mentioned in I think I mentioned it in the threads um most of the time when you had characters who were perceived as bad in this game there was always a part of them that was very good and that you had to dig and kind of find, um, mm-hmm. and and you know, you know, with David, you know, we obviously see that, you know, at the end, um, right? And with uh, Frank as well. Um, that yeah, that's a there's, good there's, point, there's a I genuine think... side, and then transversely, there's people that are good, which we're you know, we'll save that for chapter five, but there's mm-hmm. people that are good who turn out to be really bad, you know, and right? It's, and... Um, that's you, you know, you you kind of see that somewhat coming sometimes you know and this game was no exception to that Mm -hmm. and you know i think um rachel amber would have been frank's sort of um ticket to you know a more straight kind of life right Right. because there's instances where he's good i mean there's the dog right yeah he saved uh he saved the dog from a dog fighting ring um so do you want to do you want to get into the choices? Sure. All right. So you break into um, you break into the principal's office, mm-hmm. and you find what like five thousand dollars in his desk. You have the option to leave the money behind or take it with you. And um, you know you think well you know Chloe wants to. Um, well, she's got to pay off this debt to Frank, and um, you know she could use this money to, uh, to 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 leave Arcadia Bay and start a new life. Or do you do the the right thing, the nice thing, and leave the money? You know, not steal. And I uh, I told um, Chloe to leave the money behind. Yeah, of yeah, course. Same here. 
Again, this is kind of like a no, like you're going to take 5000 from a handicap fund? You know, Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I also thought to myself, like, this is going to be obvious. They'll, they'll find out that it's gone. Yeah. yeah, I didn't take it either. J-Rock's being very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> He's $5,000 richer. Go on, take the money and run. <laughs> <laughs> Did you take yeah, it, J-Rock? Yeah, I uh, totally took the money, dude. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Chloe's life was in danger. Frank all tell, threaten her and everything. So I'm like, hey, whatever. If something bad happens, we'll just do the old switchy back turny time thingy and yeah, everything mm-hmm. will be good. Okay. So that's interesting. Do you end up, does a game allow you to pay Frank back? I, I imagine you still have the altercation with him later on where you need more information. So does it really change anything that you... It did. It didn't really seem to change anything at all. It yeah. didn't seem to have any repercussion later. Hmm. I don't know. Do you, are like you able to pay him off? In this game. Well, Sorry. there's the there's the repercussion of guilt when what happens to Chloe at the end of chapter three happens. When you're stealing from my handicap mm-hmm. fund, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you think of it that way, I mean. Um. So then there's. The next major uh, major plot decision is the argument between uh, Chloe and David, and who do you side with? I I sided with Chloe because you know she's my girl. Okay, yeah, yeah. another easy one. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is in front of the mom, right? This is what gets David yes. kicked out of the house. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, I sided with stood David. up stood up for her. Oh, Did you, you s- side with David? No, I was going to say we yeah, skipped I, one. Yeah. Did we? Yeah. The, oh, we the did. most obvious did. non-decision a... in the entire game. <laughs> the well, they they were two non-decisions for me. Uh the double there. Which do you give Chloe a smooch or do you not? Of course you do, man. What the hell? Yeah. yeah. Who's gonna yeah. say no to that? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This is what I paid and for. I didn't do this for I... <laughs> $25 well spent. <laughs> and then you rewind nope. and you do it again. And again and again and again. <laughs> no, I, I I did it because you don't back down from a double dare. And, you know, I, I really like Chloe. I mean, like, um, <laughs> I, I like like her. Um, no, um, I don't know what to... Like, I, I think Chloe and, and Max had, like, a really... Special friendship, and you know, if something more happens from that, you know, that's that's okay. Sure. All right. So the next uh, choice, David's gun. The David's gun. Now I don't know how I ended up with the uh, decision that I had, mm-hmm. but I it's David's gun. Does Chloe have the gun, or does Frank have the gun? And I or Chloe had the gun in in my case. Hmm. Can Frank get the gun at this point? I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. I think I if know. you fail to like shoot, yes. if you just stand there, he takes it out of your hand. You're right. Oh, this is, oh, and this is the dis- okay. this was the choice I was talking about earlier, but I thought it was earlier in the game where either way something bad happens. Yeah, you, you, I, I just you lose see the, the gun. Notes, actually, we skipped over that one by accident too, trying to shoot Frank. That was in episode two. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I I tried to shoot him. Yeah, same here. This, this guy, this guy's threatening my girl. He's going down. I couldn't do it, man. I can't. I can't do it. Couldn't shoot a person. Nice. I'm a, I'm a guy from the south, and I can't shoot a person. What kind of southerner am I? 
But again, this this doesn't. I don't think mm-hmm. this has any consequence. Who ends up with the gun, right? Well, I don't know because later on in episode four, yeah, you have no, um, you have an altercation. If, with if Frank. you don't shoot him, Frank ends up with the gun. Okay, yeah. so and then he takes it he's from you. It at yeah. you. He takes right. it from you. Yeah, oh, okay. and if you try to shoot, it just clicks because you don't know how to use guns. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to keep the gun because, uh, you know, Nathan's a threat, so I thought it'd be better to have that defense tool for for defense purposes. Of course. Sure. Yeah. Only. All right. Episode four, The Dark Room. Uh, Max realizes that changing the past can lead to painful consequences and that time is not a great healer. Her investigation into the disappearance of Rachel Amber begins to reach a thrilling conclusion as she finds the dark room. Will the answers lie within, or will there just be trouble? Find out next time on the next exciting episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This no, no, it's okay. Don't apologize for that. That was that was perfect. <laughs> no, for me, I mean, this was probably like. This is probably like the climax, right? I mean, this this episode. This, this was a very climactic moment yeah Yeah. i mean because this is the end of um the end of chapter three you have you you go back in time to stop closed out from taking the car and getting into that accident that killed him yeah that's a very big part of her character that we failed to touch on earlier as well uh is that in the time that you've been away from school she's lost her dad and Mm -hmm. pretty much you were her best friend and hadn't talked to her so Mm mm-hmm yeah, That's she why she's so she lost her best friend. Yeah. yeah. And one thing we should mention at the end of episode three is this is the first time you get to use the mechanic where you can look at a photo and actually go back in time. And mm-hmm. and this is this is what happens. This is um this is um you know, where that takes place. And um, you know, you kind of see the result of going back in time to change things and what could have been. Um mm-hmm. And and that's a mechanic that you you will use later on, you know, throughout the game, uh, being able to use photos, which is kind of something that um, you know hasn't really come up before, and a, a neat addition to the game, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it lets um, Max go into further into the past um, with the knowledge of of the future to to change events mm-hmm. and um, Back in you know time. because. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go back in time. So yeah, um, you you uh, fire up the episode, and um, suddenly Max is um, in the Vortex Club, and she's uh, you know a preppy, you know popular chick. And then you're thinking, that's not right. This this is not uh, this is not you know. I want to go back. You know. Oh, and this this happens after you warn. Or you hide the dad's keys so he can't go get in the car accident. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I like that little that little scenario. Trying to figure out what to do with the keys was kind of cool because he has like a locator, like you can put them under something, and then he makes them beep, and you end up having to throw mm-hmm. them out the window. Which I thought I thought that was pretty neat, actually. A little trial. It was. Error. It was well done. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I, I put the keys in the sink. Yeah. Put them in the sink. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Nice. yeah that's cool. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize it had a locator, and I never made that part. For some reason, I just guessed, throw them in the sink. But I tried to unplug mm-hmm. the phone. Did anybody else try to unplug the house phone? 
Yep. I did not. Yep. She just calls him on his cell. Yep, calls him on his cell. I was like, God, did they have cool. cell phones back then? All right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, it was only five years ago. Of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't she be paging him on his beeper? <laughs> um. So you, uh, your Max is a popular kid, and she hops on the bus and goes to visit uh, Chloe. And um, Chloe's dad opens the door. You think, great, you know, he's alive. This is this is going to be perfect. You know, I've I've created the perfect world. And then Chloe enters the scene, and she's in a wheelchair. Yeah. And this this like shatters your your world. Great cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have yeah, been a real cool draw. Twist. To download and the not just episode. in a wheelchair, we should say like totally quadriplegic, like right, this, yeah, right, like really bad, like totally disabled, yeah. Yeah. Mo- moving moving the chair through a straw, which I don't know how that works, but that's pretty cool, yeah. But uh, yeah, that like I I had a feeling I I kind of predicted that that was the exact outcome for some reason. I I just knew she was going to roll up in like a wheelchair. Hmm. Something could not be good. Right, like right. Something was going to be uh, wrong from me changing things. So, yeah, which is fur- it. yeah, which is further evidenced by everything that's going on in the town: the oncoming tornado, the the birds, the wells. Um, you know, everything that's kind of snowballing toward that. You know, there's just there's yeah. just so many negative things that are going on. And, um, yeah, that was a lot of powerful imagery: all the dead animals that you find, the dead birds, and uh, dead whales. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big animal guy, and that was pretty crappy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of animals, um, the collector cast want to know what Tybalt thought of this game. <laughs> uh, it was a bore. Uh, put him to sleep. <laughs> and just just for for context, who is Tybalt? Uh, it's a cat. What's that? Tybalt is a cat. Yeah. 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 cat. And um, he uh, he gives it a solid meow. <laughs> okay, it's a good score. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you uh, you spend the day with uh, quadriplegic Chloe in episode the beginning of episode four. Is that like an ironic nickname that you put on your cell phone? No, I was gonna say like it sounds cur- like an curb action your enthusiasm. Figure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she um she knows what uh what's what's in her in her fate. Um, her body's shutting down because of the um because of her her disability and she is not punked up anymore no she is not nope. punked up she's she's like a nice girl again mm-hmm. so she asks you to um aid her in assisted suicide and do you do you accept or do you decline the offer or the the request this um uh, you kind of have you have two chances at this one you can accept right off the bat or refuse or you can kind of say like you know, I don't know. This yeah. is too much of a decision for me yeah, to make. Three choices, and that's what that—that's what I yep. went. And um, Max will reference uh, Kate, and um, then then it makes you choose. You have to. Then choose. it makes you choose. Yeah, yeah. and you can't get you, out of that. If you didn't, if you didn't think so already, this is the point where you like this game is the one of the realest games that I've ever played. Oh, uh, for sure. With, with yeah. real world issues and. Uh, I mean, you base a lot of your decisions on some of your personal beliefs too. Mm-hmm. And uh, my my first initial choice was to uh, cherish her, her wishes. And sure. uh, mm-hmm. 
help her go out on her own terms. But uh, then I turned it back because, uh, yeah, didn't want to see her die. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's that's, that's fair, hate. right? And you can't, uh, in, a, in a situation like that, I don't think you can disagree with whatever decision somebody made. Yeah, I um, I posted about this on the thread, and um, to me, this was the hardest decision I had to make in the game. My, it, it, it was, it really yeah, was. Yeah, my my wife and I was, my wife's very pregnant, and um, <laughs> she would watch me play this game, but she would end up falling asleep like every night, you know, and and, and would wake up. What happened last night? What happened last night? Well, she was actually awake for this portion of it, and I'm like, I looked at her and I'm like, what do I do? You know, mm-hmm. and she's like, I don't know, you know, because this is, you know, toward the beginning. This is the first choice in episode four. So it wasn't late in the night when I'd started playing. So she was awake and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I couldn't do it. I, I just couldn't. Um, it, it, you know, I, 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 I wrestled hand. with it, too. I couldn't be the hand that that did it. I mean, if that was her fate, I certainly, you know, respect that, you know, but I, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't be the um quote unquote murderer of this this girl that's how right. that's how i looked at it you know but you know it no that makes it, sense if that were me and i was in chloe's spot you know i would probably feel the same way though i'd probably want what she wanted you know but i i couldn't mm-hmm. of course being, being i couldn't play god you know in that sense that's that's how i looked at it but um you know i i understand like why you know anyone would choose either option i mean you know there's no good option like i i really like you know, I, I wished that you didn't have to make this decision, but such is life. Sure. Life, life is... is strange. Yes, it is. Okay, so um, who shed a tear? Who shed a tear? I won't lie. I this That was a tearjerker for me. Yeah. Uh, actually, like, what I, it was really difficult for me to make that decision. I think I wrestled with it for, like, quite some time. Yeah. And I, I, had to, I had to walk away from the game for a bit afterwards. It was tough. I think I possibly got a little, like, I mean, it's probably the most emotional I got playing the game. I mean, like, like, gosh, you know, I have to make this decision, but I don't know. Something about the game that, you know, didn't really take me, um, you know, away from reality. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I realized mm-hmm. I'm still playing a game. You know, whatever choice I make. I was thinking more of what's the outcome going to be further on in the game than I was thinking about that specific choice at that moment, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's why I rewound and uh, decided not to. Right. Uh, and how does, how does that play out? I don't think it uh, really has that much of a bearing because uh, you, you turn back things to the way they were, right? Yeah, it has no out. Like, Well, it, it has a bearing for that sort of vignette for that moment right? yeah yeah, sure. yeah but not i i was i was thinking okay i'm i'm gonna keep keep her around for further in the episode but that version of chloe uh you don't really get much more of her right after that scene and she never knows mm-hmm. what happened anyway because you go back in time to the quote-unquote present right right so, yeah. um yeah and that's that's um you know a very thematic point in the game where you know max learns that Life is really hard, and you, even though you really want to create the perfect world for yourself and those who are near to dear to you, you can't. No. You know that's one of the uh, nuances of life. Right. Um. So let's uh 
let's liven things up a bit and let's talk about uh, Nathan. Did you let uh, Did you let Warren beat up Nathan, or did you did you uh, intervene in this? Let's fight? liven things up. Did you let Nathan get the crap kicked out of him or not? <laughs> Hell yeah! I was cheering Warren on from my couch. <laughs> Tell him, him. Yeah. Nathan had it coming, man. Yeah. Oh man, that's you guys are so terrible. How could you do that? <laughs> you guys are total jerks. How could you do make such a terrible decision? That's so mean. No, I did that too. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was uh, satisfying. That was. Uh, yeah. I actually pulled him off. If you can believe it or not, I don't know why. I did though. I did it at first, but then I was like, you know what? No, I don't care. <laughs> Let's rewind it and kick his butt some more. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you think that's supposed to be like a cathartic moment? You know, because he's Nathan has antagonized you know pretty much the majority of the the cast up to this point. So you obviously have a lot of negative emotions towards him. I think so, but I think there's also I think there's like inklings of. I think you. I think there's inklings of things that are going on with Nathan that you find out, and you do feel a little sorry for him. And I guess for me, it's again, it's that thing of there's people in this game that it seems so bad on the surface, but maybe there's something redeeming mm-hmm. underneath. And so maybe right. that's why I pulled him off. And maybe I think someone said something in the forums too about saving Warren's life. And I was like, oh man, if he kicks, if he kicks Nathan's butt, maybe Nathan comes back and kills him. So maybe I should pull him off. I saw something like that in Very the forum, so mm-hmm. um, I I don't know what that means. I didn't get that ending or anything about that, but that's mm-hmm. kind of that was another thing that was going on in my head. I saw something on the forums about that, so I was like, well, maybe we're to pull him back, you know, so Nathan doesn't shoot him, you know. So right now, that's um, I I think this is you know a really um, you have to you have to applaud, don't not for for really writing good characters like this. You know that there's a lot more under the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then the next uh, situation revolves around Frank, and um, this is a three-outcome scenario where Chloe can kill Frank, Chloe wounds Frank, or no one gets hurt. Yeah, this was tough. I mean, this was another, like, mind-boggler where you just had to continuously rewind and rewind until you got an outcome that you, I guess, personally felt was satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people had that. Uh, Pam was talking about that on the forum, and I definitely had the the same situation where I just got kind of fed up and and yeah. let Chloe kill everybody and just left, even though that's not the scenario I wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, uh, like I because remember I said I'm not going to rewind time and and redo my decisions because that's not the reason why the rewind was in there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, um, I just want to pull a quote from the forums before we continue. Sure. And that's uh, what um, Untrod Tripod said. And, and he said, I think this game was enjoy- was an enjoyable experience that was hamstrung by initially um, by being initially presented as a game in which the gift of choice is a central uh, mechanic, when in fact the burden of choice is actually the, the key thing here. And that, um, you know, that I think I think he got it, you know. I think he kind of figured it out. Yeah. So I mean, to to get back onto the discussion at hand, I I didn't stop Chloe from uh, pulling the trigger on Frank. Yeah. To kill him, or did because you can just shoot him no, in no, the leg he, too. You can. No, he he got hit. He he went down. Yeah, I I actually I just want to bring up one thing about this scene is that this is also one of two 
for me, scenes in the game that has a really unintentionally funny moment, which is like kind of tragic when you when Frank opens the door and the dog runs out and he's like, Pompadour, like, I, I don't know why, oh, yeah. but I couldn't take yeah. it seriously. It totally broke the immersion for me um, because I actually rewound because I, I didn't care about killing Frank. I didn't I did not want to kill the dog. So mm-hmm. I tried to rewind. My and, kind of guy. Yeah, so I tried to, okay, There's you can make him shut the door so the dog won't come out. It still ends poorly. And actually, what I ended up doing was just fast-forwarding to the end. I didn't have to witness the dog getting shot and just, again, left the scene with Frank and the dog dead. But it's it's mm-hmm. kind of, I think it just kind of sucked that that moment, at least for me, was it just played out. Like it should have been, they give you the backstory of this guy who's, it's his only redeeming quality is that he saved this dog from a dog fighting ring. Mm-hmm. And when the dog comes out, it's like, and then you, the dog gets shot. It, it, I don't know. It, to me, it was just a, a big, like dramatic, like a fail on the dramatic element. Mm-hmm. Well, in the choices for this portion, <sighs> They, they weren't very obvious. I mean, a lot of times in this game, you could kind of, you know, you'd have different options. You could options. see the choice yeah, coming. Yeah, you could see the choice coming yeah. and know what you needed to do to do the right thing. But this one was just very odd, I mean, in the way to get out of it. I ended up um, getting the ending where no one got hurt, and it was just merely out of luck. I, I rewound probably three times, and I was just like, all right, last time, went through it. And was able to, you know, get out of it with unscathed without anyone getting hurt. But, you know, going through stuff like that is kind of annoying, you know. And uh, I don't know. You know, yeah. that, that's kind of the ending you want. You know, you, you don't want anyone to get hurt, you know. Right. Definitely. Yeah, I must I must have uh, played through this segment like ten times at least because I was trying to get the, like, optimal outcome. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Max mentions ever, ever since the end of episode two that her powers are finite. Like, she only has so much use of her rewind powers. But right. the game, like, never enforces that. And I no. really wish for something like this that's where they really did. Like, you only had so many attempts to actually, like, not have, you know, the dog and Frank die. Yeah, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. It could, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it shows her having the nosebleeds and everything, but it never really limits you in the game. No. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, like, I guess with, with my outcome of, of um, uh, Frank getting killed, you know, it's it's not um, a positive ending, but it really added depth to Chloe's character, mm-hmm. right? Where she's not this tough punk chick. She, you know, she, you know, she does care. She does value life. Um, well, until she kills a guy. Wait, what do you mean? Like she, she, she's emotionally broken. Like oh, she can't yeah, believe yeah, that yeah. she, she shot him, right? Yeah. Um, you know, she, she sees herself as, as a murderer, and, and Max is kind of there to, um, to, to comfort her. Um, like there's no reconciling what happened, but, you know, at least Chloe has a very dear friend by her, right? Sure. Right. And Chloe really uh, overly relies on Max's power. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a yeah, bit annoying. No, a good point. And, and you're kind of like, well, what? What if Max gets shot? I mean, can yeah, everyone yeah. that? I I was thinking that in that junkyard scene early on yeah. in the game, where you have to help her shoot the bottles, and she gets a ricochet ricochet shot. But what if Max does? 
So mm, yeah, yeah. I think I think by this point, like Chloe's really overly using Max for that, even with all the nosebleeds. And uh, yeah, no, no, very, very good point because um, even Chloe uh calls Max's power a toy. You know, she's like, "What, what kind of hell can we raise with uh with your ability to go back in time and manipulate all this stuff?" Right. Point. Yeah, she says that all the time too. Like, if something goes wrong, you could just rewind and fix it, right? You know. Mm-hmm. And that's not how life works because life is strange. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right. So the last choice then. Last choice is you go to the Vortex Club party. Whoop, whoop. You uh, <laughs> you listen to some really terrible music. <laughs> I thought it was and... the most uh, upbeat music all game. Yeah, I was oh, thinking no, I, the same thing. Yeah. When I, no, I hate it. No, it was good. Yeah. I, I was it. like wanting to bust out some glow sticks. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't like it, Floyd? Perhaps you didn't take the ecstasy no. like we did. <laughs> oh, maybe. Maybe. Um, so this is another um, uh, situation where you have three possible outcomes. Um, Victoria can believe your warning, whereas she can not believe your warning, or you can straight up not warn her. And um, this, well, this is this is after you discover the the room under the bar. This is after right? you yes. discover the the dark room. You, you yeah, um, uh, that Nathan is very dangerous. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think this outcome is is based off of your relationship with um, Victoria. Uh, with Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess because I was I tried to be a friend. She was a little more receptive to me, and that's why she believed my warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same here. Yep. Same here. Same. How did you end up, J-Rock? Because you're the one that made fun of her after the paint. I don't know. I think uh, I think it ended up being all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think... Yeah, I, didn't, I don't think that helped, uh, carried over to a negative ending in that area. That's yep. interesting. I would have guessed that the paint thing would be the clincher for that because when she was yeah. like, "Oh, you know what, Max? Maybe you're not so bad at all." Uh, after all, like I figured, if you're gonna m- make fun of her after the paint, you're probably not gonna get that result. But I guess I was wrong mm-hmm. about that. Well, that's one thing that's interesting in these conversations we're having about this game. It seems like there's a lot of choices in this game that you think are so important, and they end up not really be being so effective in the game like five thousand dollars yeah 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 well i think that that's a symptom not of this game particularly but of the genre like the this kind of criticism carries you know for this whole style i would say sure Sure. right and it's like i guess you can't make every decision be um you know a weighty one um you know, because I guess it would be too, too much for the player. And even know. in this decision, wait, do you want do you want pancakes or would you like bacon and eggs? <laughs> Very important decision. That's that's a question I wrestle with every morning. I'm not eating anything in that place. They have cockroaches crawling on the jukebox. Come on, that adds flavor. <laughs> they have cans cans of beans. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, uh, I just want to say sorry, Floyd, before you move on. Um, this this decision to tell Victoria or not doesn't have any effect on Chapter Five, right? No, I think it um it will save her life or yeah or not. I, I think I think if um if she if you believes your warning, she'll go to Jefferson for help, and then she Jefferson kidnaps her, and she'll actually right. die in that timeline. Yeah, 
But if she doesn't believe you, I, I don't think she does anything. So Jefferson never kidnaps her. No, so she'll I, survive. I, I told her she was kidnapped, but she still survived. Yeah, I got the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I got her I to survive even after being kidnapped. Uh, I'm... I mean, after you go back and rewind, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure she dies before you rewind everything and get Jefferson arrested. Hmm. I, I mean, I thought maybe I'm maybe wrong, right. but I could have sworn they uh, they said that somewhere. Maybe you're right. You, oh. Yeah, you could be. I mean, like like I said, I'm sort of a few weeks uh, removed from the game, so it's yeah. not all super fresh in I my mind. I think you could be right, Stephen. I think you could be right. Okay. Hmm. I didn't know you could save her. Interesting. Hmm. All right. So you try to do the right thing, and then you end up killing her. Wonderful game. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> now I'm angry. <laughs> All right. Episode five, polarized. Um, well, wait, can, perfect. can we just say, oh. sorry to interrupt you. There's um, no, no. like the end of episode four, I think, is kind of really important because... Oh, yeah. What happens is you're you're trying to you're gonna try and bust Nate for the whole Rachel because you found you find Rachel's remains in the, the junkyard the junkyard mm, right and the end of episode four is you and Chloe are going because Nathan this is so dumb he texts you that he's going to destroy the evidence so he puts in writing that he's gonna go destroy the evidence <laughs> and so you race or to, does he <laughs> yeah what. <laughs> Um, so you, you end up running to the junkyard where you are ambushed by Jefferson and he kill he kills Chloe right in front of you and then drugs yes. you he, and knocks you out. And that's the, uh, that's the big reveal. The villain is actually Jefferson and mm -hmm. roll credits on episode four. Which I Bad teacher. So did you, did you see that plot twist coming? I did. You did. Yeah. I, and, and I think I mentioned this before on the threads. It's this, it's this really common thing now. My wife and I watch a lot of these um, kind of drama murder mystery series. We've watched the, um, what is it, The Killing, which is fantastic. Um, and then there's another one called like Broad Church. Um, Ooh, Broad Church is and really it's good. typically, you know, without giving anything away. But these, um, the thing is, it's it's the person you least suspect. I mean that that's, mm -hmm. you know that's. That's what happens now. I mean, you know, there's there's all these negative people and people you always want to point the fingers at, and they're just red herrings, and and, yeah. and it's that person who you least you know suspect. And for me, mm -hmm. that was Jefferson. It's that person you know so well that they just fly under the right. radar. He, he's too nice. He's doing too much for these kids. He's too nice. And mm -hmm. you know, that was my suspect. That's who I thought it was going to be. You know. Um, well, there, there's a big uh, big hint right at the beginning of the game where Jefferson says, you know, given the right lighting or something, I can capture anybody in a moment of desperation. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I totally missed that one. So, you know, I, I was I was pretty shocked to uh, to see that it was um, Jefferson behind all of this. It was a very Dexter-like uh, <laughs> moment. It was. Yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah. Like good, you, get, you, good you get knocked out with a needle and like so many pop culture references, and that's just one of them. Mm -hmm. he's, he's almost like very surgical, you know, very precise in his methods. Um, yeah, so are we, are we ready to get on to um, episode five now? Yeah, I think it was great you brought that up, Sean. That was, that was a good segue. 
something we would have had to come back to anyway. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. get that out there. Yeah, no, great. All right, episode five, Polarized. Max learns that time is impossible to control and that her power carries many consequences as she moves inexorably towards the most uh, agonizing decision of her life. Uh, Arcadia Bay, meanwhile, is preparing to weather the huge storm as Life is Strange comes to a gripping and gut-wrenching conclusion. Mm-hmm. Eh, not gripping really, is right, though. <laughs> <laughs> Two exact opposite opinions come out at once. <laughs> well, that's that's not my opinion. That's what the that's what the writers put on the back of the box. No, I, I think I, it was gripping. Yeah, no, but well, I'm not going to say it really wasn't gets gripping. real. It, true, true. No, it or was cool. unreal. It was fine. <laughs> Avant garde. Uh, what, yeah. what I'm trying to touch on is that episode five was more just. Uh, what is it? It's an ex, it's an exposition dump. It's it's denouement. The, it is a sloppy denouement. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. there's not really that much many choices or action. You have to kind of m- just make the things happen and go through the scenarios. Yeah, but it's the all, game's going to wrap up. It's just like up. an art piece. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's linear, very linear. Yeah, like you said, you don't make a lot of choices. But having said that, what more can you choose besides the ending itself, which we'll get to? Yeah. Uh, because the game right. is over at this point. So sure. I guess they kind of have to just wrap everything up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they... And I, everything up to this point has been leading you towards that final decision. Yeah. It's sort of been preparing you for this final decision. Which and uh, I'm sure a lot of people saw it coming. So you wake up um, in Jefferson's bunker, which you thought was Nathan's. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, you have to sit through a lot of exposition um you have to do some i don't even want to call it puzzle solving because it was just like you know nothing really nothing really helped you eventually you do somehow escape um yeah yeah jefferson's doing his uh bond villain Thing where he's telling you his whole plan and yeah. yeah, how he has everybody fooled, and mm-hmm. uh, then you use one of the pictures from your journal. You talk him into showing it to you, and you turn back time again and try to warn people about Jefferson. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you do repeated yep. times. I like the little montages, sort of in between too, uh, where they have oh, the, the the pictures that burn, and then one yeah. takes. Oh its yeah, place. that was really well done. I thought that was you a nice mechanic. Recap like what that. you're what you're changing. And yeah, what's, mm-hmm. what's going to be new? Yeah, that was a nice touch. I thought, and, and it helped you understand. It helped you understand like the context and story of the game without actually telling the story over and over again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. or, or things that would you know maybe happen in the future because of your actions that it didn't have to go out. You just showed pictures like Jefferson being arrested, or you know, you know that yeah. sort of thing, which is nice. But no matter what happens, you end up being stuck in the chair. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now I don't remember how David bursts into the scene. Do you? Well, you had warned him in the future that, that he was the killer, that Jefferson oh, was the right. killer, and so he's he's on. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. um. So that's when he bursts in, and you have to you have this little scene where you have to do things in time. And if you don't do it right, you got to rewind it, rewind it again, and oh, it was so yeah. many times. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah annoying. It took a while. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean about this final segment. It's more, it's less about 
I mean, there is a choice whether you tell David about whether Chloe is alive or not, but the whole scenario is just rewinding and a little bit of trial and error, which is, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the worst thing in one of these games. But Because uh, you're getting to the same result each time. Right. Finally. Yeah, right. Finally. But just eventually. a little bit. Yeah. yeah, you're only making little baby steps towards getting the right result each time. Right. Yeah. Um, but so eventually you, uh, you're free. Um, David saves you. David saves you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You, um, you can tell, you can tell, uh, David the truth. Um, and if you do that, he shoots, uh, Jefferson and then turns the gun on himself, which that was too much for me. So I rewound and, um, you know, protected David from the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did the same, Floyd. That was that was one of the I think maybe the only time I rewound for a major decision. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I usually I played a little more like you where I wanted to just kind of stick with my my gut on most of these scenarios, but I just felt like that was like, oh, no, that's a little too heavy. I can back this up, back this train <laughs> up a little bit and just lie Well, to you them. really you really learn the repercussions of your of your decisions there. That's, that's sort of, I think they meant that to be a moment that really hits home with Max. Yeah, yeah. I didn't rewind it. I just let him cap him. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. nice. Yeah, satisfying, and I just I, I kind of let it play out. Yeah, it's kind of satisfying. Wasn't a big David fan anyway, so you know. Right. Fair enough. Okay. I think they did a great job of like a redemption for his character. Sure. How, like, you know, he really wasn't that bad of a guy when initially you thought he was. Mm-hmm. He I knew agree. something was going on. There was something right. sinister going on, and that was really what he was trying to get to the bottom of. But he just looked like the person with the problem. Right. 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 No, it's a good point. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, and it's definitely. So I, I really. Game. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, like, I, I kind of felt like close to David there when he saves you. Mm-hmm. And uh, feel I felt really bad for him, even when he was getting kicked out of his house at that point in time. I felt sort of bad too, but even more so at the end here when he realized he was he was just trying to protect everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you do get a chance to apologize for um, laying into David at that argument. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and I was just going to say for a game that does like kind of touch on and, and is sympathetic to these real life issues like cyberbullying and depression and suicide there it's very clear that david is suffering from ptsd sure. from being a you know a war the veteran war. Yeah. um so that i am i completely agree with you j-rock that by by the time this scenario rolled around he you know he had one kind He's- of one, not won me over, but I was like a hundred percent sympathetic with him in his situation. Yeah. He becomes three dimensional when before he's sort of like that Leahy cardboard cutout two dimensional character. Yeah, that's just out to bust everybody for something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, good character though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, really well yeah I agree. Um, so you escape. You, uh, you. Uh, Max remembers that she has a photo of her and Warren at the party. So she tries to track down Warren, and he's at the diner. You find him, and there's um, an insignificant decision here. So you can hug him or kiss him or show no affection. Can, can I just say one thing? I was yeah, really, I was really annoyed with that fire scene outside uh, of the diner. Yeah. 
I had to rewind oh. so often. Yeah. To find the sand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that whole scene was annoying. Just saving people and stuff. It's just like, it just felt tacked on. You know, it felt like filler That's to funny. me. I found the Kinda sand was. instantly and I didn't even realize like what I was doing. Like I just uh, activated the sand, you know, I just walked up to it and saw the, the, you know, the acknowledgement. The prompt, yeah, yeah, the prompt, that's what yeah. happened to me. Because you guys are like hmm. David Hasselhoff. You can just find no, I, we just got lucky. Yeah. I had yeah. a little bit more <laughs> trouble with the um, turning the sprinkler on while the electricity was on and making sure the guy didn't oh, get yeah. shocked. Trying to figure tough. that out. I wasn't able oh, to save the fish. I couldn't figure it out. I just let him die. Yeah, I figured it me out, too. but it took a few times. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I saved Alyssa, I saved though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You always got to save Alyssa. Yeah, I saved her every time. Me too. Got nothing and for it. I, she's very unlucky. <laughs> she, yeah. Unless Max is around. It, yeah. <laughs> You're my Gordian savior, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gorsh! <laughs> See, it's, it's interesting because I, I think the whole game has been playing towards, you know, empathies, like f- feeling what the characters are feeling, but you can you can't help but feel sympathetic for Alyssa you know because she's like she's the butt of all the jokes she's you know the victim of all the uh, teasing but uh, so you you have the option to save all these people you um, you you meet Warren in the diner he gives you the photo you can which is the only him. one left because you burned all the photos in another timeline or something that's what right happened? yep that's right that's right yeah yeah, yeah. good point um, I didn't show Warren any affection. Like Warren's a nice guy, but I, I didn't, you know, in my interpretation of Max he didn't re- like. He was a friend, and kind of nothing more. Yeah, I gave him a hug. Oh yeah, friend zone. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what? You know what? The guy earned it. I gave him a smooch. I gave him a smooch too. Right. I'm a player. You know what? I, at the start of the game, at the start of the game, you sort of think Warren is kind of uh, there might be something, you know, sinister with Warren. Like he really? might be behind mm-hmm. something. I I kind of had maybe some sort of vibes there, but huh. then by the end of it, you know, he's he's only got your best interest in heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, he did, earned a smooch. I, I I did it too. I gave him a smooch too. I mean, I I thought the you know like the relationship with Max and Chloe was just sort of playful friend relationship. So I didn't take that as like really a relationship in the game. Um, and mm-hmm. with Warren, I was kind of like, hey man, this dude wants to take me to King Kong movies. He's pretty cool. You know. <laughs> So, like in in your interpretation of that, like wait, it was pla- you made me feel I just like want to clarify. Girl. It was Planet of the Apes. It was no. Planet of the Apes. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you. I, I just, no, no, it's fine. As a I fan of the Planet of the Apes saga, I had right. to get in there. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So, like, did you think that uh, Warren and Max were an item? Um. Uh, I I think it was going towards that. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Okay. I mean, it was obvious he liked her a lot. You know, and whether she liked mm-hmm. him or not was sort of up to you. You know, but right. I, I think, you know, she noticed there, there are parts in the game. She noticed the, you know, there was an attraction there. Probably you never know. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought, I thought it fit. Well, see he the way, cool the guy. way I saw Max, the way I saw Max was that, you know, she, she didn't have the, the confidence to not necessarily commit to a relationship, but to like be aware or acknowledge mm-hmm. that she was liked yeah. by somebody. Yeah. Yeah, well, me, you know, playing her, I was like, you know, Warren seems like a cool guy. We could probably hang out, and play some blazing lasers or something, you know. <laughs> he was a cool dude. Um. Anyway, so you go back. Um, 
Chloe's right there. Um, and then you, you basically rush towards a conclusion. And that's, do you sacrifice a town or do you sacrifice Chloe? And, and this is, um, for some people, a very hard decision. For other people, it was, you know, they knew what they were going to do right away. Yeah. And each, each sort of decision has its own uh, meaning. So, that, what, what did you guys think of of the options you had, and and why did you go with the choice that you did? Hmm. Yeah, I guess you don't really rush to the end. You have to go through this whole avant garde sort of dream sequence kind of thing. You know, oh yeah, you I, yeah. There. Thanks for reminding me about yeah, that. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I think we all tried to forget about it. it just, yeah, I wish I could. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't forget I about mean, it because I didn't. Oh. I didn't not like oh, I it. I couldn't stand um, it. I was like, when did this game turn into Metal Gear Solid? You know, I mean, <laughs> come on. It's ridiculous. And then you could just rewind a little bit, and then, okay, the person turned around, and you could take like 10 more steps, and then turn around and catch you again. Rewind. And then, go for it. And then you're rewind, like, go for it. you get seen, and you're like, damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> I mean, it, it was, I think uh, it was the first time this me. game felt like a game, you know? Uh, it felt like filler to me. It did, it, no, I did. It I like did really enjoy uh, after that part when you see that you're walking through the different scenes yeah. of you and Chloe and everything. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, agreed. I didn't care for it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like you know trying to dodge Warren and trying to dodge uh, Jefferson. I thought that was. I I understand what it was trying to do. Um, it just I think it could have been done better. Yeah. Um, like those going through the vignettes of of your memories with uh with Chloe was, was, you know, superbly done. I'm with J-Rock on this I, one. I didn't care for it, and the only reason is, is, I don't know. I mean, I felt like I've already seen all this stuff. I've already played all this stuff. I've lived through this. Why am I rehashing it? Why am I listening to the same things I've listened to again? I didn't, it didn't make me feel sentimental um, in any okay. way. And it reminded me, I think I pointed this out, it reminded me of, like, Survivor, like, where there's, like, three of them left, and they have to go and, like, look at everybody's like torch with their name on it and like oh remember so and so this happened you know and and i felt like again and 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 let me just say it's possibly because of the other stuff the stuff before it the the stealth stuff feeling like filler that this also mm -hmm. felt like filler to me do you know what i mean right. because i was so influenced by that and i hated that so much that possibly going into you know the the reminiscing scenes with chloe Probably may. So, so what if you didn't have to go through that Metal Gear Solid thing and you only had to do that, you know, visual representation of memory sure. lane? Probably wouldn't have been as bad. I mean, I would probably felt like okay. it probably fit. And then, of course, going up to the ending of having to make the choice. I mean, I think going mm -hmm. through all that, seeing everything you've been through, makes that choice even tougher. Uh, uh, that's sure. what they were trying to do. Yeah. They, they yeah. were trying to prepare you. For a tough decision, and just remind you, like, hey, this is yeah. this is going to be um, a really traumatic moment. And you know, going back to the way this game was released in episodes, if I had waited mm -hmm. for that episode, then going back and reliving all that would have been much more effective than playing it all at one time. If that makes sense, right? Yeah, good point. That, that's, that's a good point. Sense. Yeah, and they they may have put that in there just for that very sure. reason. So you yeah. can kind of recall all of everything that you've done because mm -hmm. you've waited. Well. You know, well, whatever it was, the art department was certainly busy. Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm Um, yeah, final. Uh, so, yeah, we, we talked about uh, Max's struggle with her self-conscious. 
Um, and that's the scene in the dark room where um, you see um, Chloe sort of you know, getting fresh with Nathan, and, and then I think Chloe and Victoria, and, and that's it's just you know Max's insecurities. Uh, and then there's the the um, oh the backward stuff in the school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was done really cool. I like the whole yeah. I like the hallway scene. I thought that yeah, was yeah no I I liked it too. Not not just the backward stuff, but where you would go through the hallway and you'd be a different character each when you'd have to choose the right room. Oh uh, like yeah 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 the, the dorm the dorm yeah, yeah. I thought that this was, was good this right. this was actually where they were kind of pushing the limits of sci-fi and especially the the like time traveling genre. The, the, that was very, very Lynchian. Yeah, very Lynchian, if you ask me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, just going into that, like alternate dimensions, or if if you know, if you think about like infinite universes or whatever, like there's a universe where everybody talks backwards, or yeah. you know, that that was really cool. I, I wish they'd have done more of that. Actually, well, well, that was that was like space and time breaking down. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. The, and the and and you know the the going through the dorm i think that was you you became this sort of like trans-dimensional psychonaut or something yeah. heavy uh, yeah. <laughs> heavy doc <laughs> <laughs> um yeah marty so- <laughs> marty we gotta go back to the future we gotta save chloe marty <laughs> oh. oh man so yeah uh the final big moment the sacrifice the sacrifice. How did you guys uh, deal with that? Yeah, I want to hear from everybody. Or not deal with it. How d- I want to hear from everybody yeah. on this for sure. Uh, let's let's put the pressure on our guests. So, J. Rock, you go first. Oh, I totally. I let her go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I, I chose my to heart. sacrifice. You're a monster. I chose to sacrifice Chloe for the good of the world. Right. Because, uh, you know, it's pretty much pointing out to you the whole game that. No matter how much you try, you can't really change the way things are supposed to be. And the more you try to do that, the you know the harder the repercussions are yeah. from you mm-hmm. from you meddling. Yeah. So your meddling you has caused this disaster. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. So the thing that you've pre- been preventing, you can't prevent any further. That's my. That's why I decided to sacrifice her. Fate. And you know, I I I understand that. You know, it's um. It's like you you learn um, that every choice has has a consequence, and you you witness the damage that you've done. So you want to right all your wrongs. You want to sort of be that noble character. You want to sort of do something altruistic. And um, you know, speaking of being all altruistic, this is um, a very good moment for Chloe. She's finally not acting selfishly. Mm-hmm. I think she it, I think ex- it helped that she kind of wanted to sacrifice herself. Well, it's it's not that she wanted to, but she was willing to accept that. Yeah. Yep. Right. Um, like this is where they. This is that that moment where you like you're you're crossing that threshold into adult ad- adulthood. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is a big theme. Did mm-hmm. anybody sacrifice yeah. the town, or did we all go with? Chloe, I sacrifice a town. No, no. Chloe is my girl. I was with her 100 percent of the way. <laughs> All right. Let's not, forget, let's not forget. Well, let's not forget that Floyd had a crush on her too. So, 
Yeah, uh, <laughs> So what's uh, uh, but that that had no that had no impact on um, on the decision. Um, so you take a possession I, I, charge for Chloe, is what you're saying? What's that? You take a possession charge for Chloe. I would. <laughs> okay. Um, I I also liked Kate. You know, she was so sweet. You know, just like such a nice girl. Um, but anyway, Chloe, like. I, I, I couldn't let her die at the lowest point in her life. I couldn't let her die not knowing that her stepfather really cares about her. Um, and, and you know, knowing that, like, not being able to, to come to terms with the loss of her real father. Um, and it's, it's, it's such a, it's a sad death, you know, just a, a, a very, you know, faint blip in the system just to, be you know wiped out like that in in a bathroom and you know all the all the all the quality memories that we made like i think this it was a a time where where i max is able to tell chloe how much she values her and and their their friendship and you know their 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 bond that they've created over the course of this week um and it's it's sort of you know do you do you value i'll agree it is a selfish decision it kind of it's almost relatable to uh, to The Last of Us, where you know you don't save the world; you kind of do what's in your best interest. Wow, good good analogy, uh, man. I, I wasn't even thinking of that because I did. You know, I didn't go that way, but with The Last of Us, I totally did. And I'm really glad you brought that up. That's a good comparison. Mm-hmm. It, it, that was even the, I can't say it was a tough decision because I I knew I was going to save Chloe right right when that prompt came up, um, but. You know, like it, it's you. You have, I guess, I put myself in that situation. Is where you know, could I, could I let this person die at their lowest moment? Could I, I Max could not live, or she could not live easily without Chloe in her life. They needed each other. Like, look how much Chloe helped Max grow as a person. Mm. Um, and it, it's you know, do you, as uh, Baird on Mars pointed out on thread, you know the the. Was it the the good of the many outweigh the good of the of the few or something? I thought of that line when I was playing as well. Yeah, but I mean, like, I think there's not all the time, but there are moments where you know acting selfishly is not objectively wrong. Sure, I agree with that. But you Definitely. do realize you you do realize that you killed her mother by letting that tornado go go through, and now she's kind of all alone except for Max. Well, I I think that was left up to I don't want to say left up to interpretation, sure. but you do drive you drive past a diner and it is standing, sure. it's intact. That's a good point. And, mm. and it, um, which so I didn't realize from my ending. So you don't you don't know who survived and who died, mm. but also my interpretation of that ending is Max has learned that she can't um, mess with the world, mm. right? Um, and she's through everything that's happened she's learned that she can only look forward there's there's no more redos and you've got to live with the choices you make right yeah, um I, I guess it relates to my personal philosophy is that like we are the authors of our own stories and you know fate kind of says what the crossroads will be but only we can choose which crossroad we take no oh my god boy that was beautiful <laughs> Floyd, that was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Steven, were you going to say something? I felt like you were going to say something. Else. Yeah, I was just going to say that uh, 
I had a kind of a hard time making this decision. I had to like kind of step away from the from the game for a few minutes. And I was trying to think about it in all kinds of different ways, like what is like logically what is the right thing to do and I was trying mm-hmm. to think like what would I do in this situation. I spent quite a bit of time trying to figure it out and I eventually um asked myself, you know, what did I think Max would do, you know, as a character? And uh, that was sort of the epiphany for me. And once I thought about that, the answer was easy. I uh, sacrificed the town to save Chloe. I thought that's what <sighs> she would do. Well, yes. But this after watching both after watching both endings, I really feel like uh, the save Chloe ending was kind of the the worst ending. I kind of wish I made the other choice because it was a much better fleshed out ending, in my opinion. Hmm. And you know, I um I did some research into this. Um, and the save the town ending is longer because they chose a longer song. Um, and it does, I think even though it's a much sadder ending, it's a much more poetic ending and it's, it's almost more appropriate. Um, but, um, with, uh, a lot of people, um, didn't like the sacrifice of town save Chloe ending because you kind of drive off into the sunset and then too much is left to interpretation and somehow her uh, her truck miraculously survives the uh, tornado oh because it's a Twin Peaks mobile (laughs) I guess so (laughs) well in in, in Uh, in, in, I just wanted to add that I like that it was an ambiguous mm -hmm. ending it liked that they allowed you to sort of write your own conclusion into Mm it Um, because in my ending my interpretation of how things ended Max and Chloe are off driving on a Big Sur, you know, kind of living out, um, living out their dream. Sure. Yeah, I just want to point out that the, um, just just adding to the um, um, sacrificing Chloe ending, um, there's the funeral procession at the end of it, and I'm not sure if some of you guys got this based on um, what you told me and um, how one of your decisions in the game, but there's this um, there's a scene where um, um, during the funeral, Frank is actually peeping from the bushes. He doesn't actually attend mm-hmm, yeah. the funeral, but he's like peeping from the bushes. And so, if you killed Frank, I'm assuming you probably didn't get that ending. No, you do. It, okay. it doesn't matter if you kill. Yeah, Frank, you, she you get everybody anyway. back. Oh, oh right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Oh, yeah. No, so I guess right. I was talking about with Victoria too. Like she's at the funeral, even if like she goes to Jefferson and Jefferson oh, okay. kills her. Right. But, and but she Kate rewind as everything well. anyway. So she yeah, the whole they taste there as well. We should bring mm-hmm. it up. I guess we should say the whole way that you end up sacrificing Chloe is you take that original picture. The only picture left is the first one you take in the game, which is the butterfly on the pail in the restroom. Mm-hmm. So you channel that picture, go back to the first scenario in the game with Nate and the gun and you let him shoot Chloe and you basically right. give up everything right. that you've done. So Everybody mm-hmm. is present, alive, Kate's alive, There, everybody is. And just real quick, I want to bring up, I mentioned that there were two unintentionally funny moments in the game, and the other one is at the funeral, and we were texting about it. Uh, <laughs> was it Larry David? Yeah, Larry David is presiding <laughs> over the funeral. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't get that ending, right? So, so I, I went and I watched it on YouTube, and I was so close to breaking down into tears at that funeral scene but then i saw larry david it just ruined it for me yeah. pretty, I, I was just pretty, pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh it's just not right 
<laughs> no. <laughs> oh, well. Let's... Well, we got through the whole thing, though. We did. It's great. Mm-hmm. Good point of the game. <laughs> <laughs> good good job on that outline. I mean, it's a lot of story to go through. So many things happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. seriously. A lot to cover, but I think we hit all the major points mm-hmm. there. Um there's um there, there's there's some links that we'll probably include in the in the show notes. Um there's um yeah, I don't know if I know it's in the physical release of the game and I know it's on the Steam release of the game. You can get a developer commentary. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, that's on the. I had that too on the PS3 version. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah okay. and you can actually. I think you can down. You can maybe download. You that can download free, it separately, right? Just separately, yeah. if you want to watch it. Yeah, I think you actually yeah. have to um, download just game. watch it on YouTube. That's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. true. <laughs> <laughs> Take the easy way, Stephen. There's also uh, a spoiler cast episode by Kind of Funny Games, um, and they get one of the developers to sit down and they kind of do what we just did um not to the same amount of detail but um it, detail in a in different um respects right. and uh the developer said that you know there is no wrong decision at the end of the game and whatever option you picked is your canonical ending like they don't really like that um or the, it's sort of the fans that have dubbed the bad ending sacrifice yeah. chloe ending the good yeah. ending yeah. Because I think this game is trying to say that, like, it's it's not like Mass Effect where you're, you know, Paragon or Renegade. Is that the other one? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there there is no objectively good or objectively bad. Everything is so, you know, kind of in that gray area in the middle. Yeah. And I think the developers are taking um, kind of the David Cage route, which is another, like his games. We, we compared Life is Strange to Telltale games, but they also bear a a big resemblance to David Cage's games, which we've talked about a lot on our show. We did yeah. Indigo Prophecy, obviously. But um, mm-hmm. I know David Cage's opinion on his games and the, these kinds of games where you have all these choices is you just play through it and that's your experience. Like he doesn't advocate replaying his games to see what happens. And mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like the developers uh, of Life is Strange are, are in that boat. Maybe. I, c- I can see where you come from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with, with David Cage is he's almost doing like a a movie director simulator. If you sort of want to be like meta about it or something. Yeah. Um. But uh, no, I I can see what you mean there. Yeah. I know you've got on here. Um, you want to talk about favorite moment in the game? Um, and and that's yeah. cool. Um, before we do that, can I get my little platform? here and just talk yep. about um, just something that I, I noticed in the game, something that is heavily influential upon this game, and maybe of a course. few of you guys noticed it too, and I've, I've talked about it like off to the side, but this game is heavily influenced by the book Catcher in the Rye. Um, there's a lot of allusions um, to that um, to that book. Um, I think the whole game and, and, is an allusion and, to and it. the entire game. Um just to point a few out, Max Caulfield, Holden Caulfield is the main character in Catcher in the Rye. Um, episode three, when you're breaking in um, to the principal's office, I sent you guys, I think I sent you guys a message. I, I posted it on Facebook, actually. Um, it said... The, the baseball cap? Well, it's, a, it's a hunter's cap. Oh, And it right. says something about, she looks at it and she says something about phonies. Well, it's something that Holden Caulfield, there was a 
cap he wore, a hunter's cap that he wore, that and it was his like it was his killing hat that he would mm-hmm. wear. Um, and he always referred to people as phonies in the book. Um, in her room, um, there's a big poster. Um, it's a, like a reddish, red and yellow poster that's in her room. It is an exact replica of the original edition of Catcher in the Rye, but it, it says something else. It's got a different title, which I can't remember what that is. Um, but the biggest thing about this book is, um, I don't know how many, have a lot of you read Catcher in the Rye? Any of you read it or no? I've read it. Okay. The premise of Catcher in the Rye is um, Caulfield at the end, he is, well, he's a, he's a boy who's growing into adulthood. And the premise of the book is he wants to be the catcher in the rye. He wants to save his sister and all the young kids who are running in the rye field, and he wants to catch them before they run off the cliff, which is basically represented into adulthood. And that's the thing that Mr. Jefferson says when he's taking these pictures. He says, they're so innocent. I want to capture them before they become adults and they lose their innocence. And that's kind of what that book is about and a lot of the reasons some people have read that book um, you know more kind of psychotic people uh, have read that book and taken it sort of the wrong way and acted Um, I I did this as my thesis in uh, graduate school and people a lot of people who've committed crimes have been found with this book on their person Um, if you know who Mark David Chapman is was a guy who killed Lennon John Lennon and said that the book made him kill John Lennon uh, the guy that is trying. Why to... couldn't have been Yoko? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's kind of harsh, oh. but all right. <laughs> uh, John Hinckley, who um, uh, tried to assassinate Ronald Reagan in the eighties, uh, also had this book on his person, and there's been several more people who have interpreted this as, um, you know, with with Chapman, it was sort of the breakup of the Beatles and you know, uh, Lennon going his own direction into more adulthood and, you know, family life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the dichotomy you get with the game too, is you get that with Jefferson and that's his, it's in his, his entire motive for taking these pictures. It is. And it's, you know, because he's lost that innocence. That's why he wants to capture it. Right. right. I mean, he's very sadistic right. and maniacal about it. Yeah. Right. But, um, you know, he, he's trying to vicariously have innocence, Via these pictures. That's right. That's right. Because he's an adult now, and he's in, he's living in the mm-hmm. adult world. Um, and yeah, sorry to bring that up. I had to put my uh, English hat on there for a minute, and it's just something I noticed in the game, and something that I'm very familiar with that just kind of impacted me with the game. So no, that's, that's super appropriate, and, and I think that was a, a big, big influence on um on the on the creation Absolutely. of this game. Mm-hmm. If I could turn back time, I'd make it be Yoko. <laughs> okay, stop share. it, man! Jeez, where did we find this guy? <laughs> yeah, we're not getting people off the internet anymore. <laughs> uh, all right. Um. So yeah. Uh, favorite moment. Pompadour. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go with uh. Kate's suicide attempt on the roof simply because that's the one point in the game where you can't use your powers and you're kind of Ooh. stuck with the consequences. Good choice. I kind of mm-hmm. like that. So that's a good one. Hmm. Hmm. I I got to go back to what I said before, which was probably the most powerful moment in the game was the uh, 
do I aid Chloe in um, assisted suicide? That probably for me oh, would I be like my it. favorite, just mm-hmm. because it was so. It, that was the, the most emotionally tied I got to the game, and probably one of the most mm-hmm. more emotionally tied events I've ever had in a game. Definitely. Um, for me, it was. Um, was it episode three, mm-hmm. three or four? You, you wake up in uh, Chloe's house after breaking into the school, mm-hmm. and um, you know you're sort of bathed in sunlight. Everything's kind of got the soft filter on it, um, and you can just sit or lie in bed as the music plays and just be in the moment of you know total peace and you know you know blissful peace and friendship yeah. and Pam mentioned that about the game there's a lot of times in the game where you can just sit and just kind of get enveloped mm-hmm. in the game stop mm-hmm. and yeah. smell the roses sure yeah yeah definitely they they did that really well because a lot of those moments are introspection moments for Max um, and a lot of them are just for the player to just sort of take a break sure you know and, and you know have a, a moment of calm she can fiddle around with the guitar, and you can just sit there while she plays around. Yeah, that was that was, that was a good moment too. Mm-hmm. Um, she's sort of clumsily strumming along to uh, to the song on the radio. Mm-hmm. Good choice. I think one of my favorite uh, scenes or moment of the game is when uh, Jefferson's got her tied up, and she's turning back time all these ways through the photos. I I, I thought that was the just the craziest. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, I guess you, you can see the extent of her powers and, you know, how... Yeah, no, that's that's a good point, too. The good, good point in the game. My favorite moment was in the junkyard where you, where you have to collect the bottles because I thought <laughs> like, what this game really needs is a collect the fetch mission. quest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's something I didn't mention that I'd alluded to before. There's another point where like the the stealth scene, that Metal Gear scene in Chapter Five, where you can line up the bottles to take like the final photo. You can oh, go is that what that find. Is? You can go find more bottles. I'm like, there's no way I'm going back to do that. <laughs> yeah, I found like two of them on the way. So and I was annoying. like, hell no. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> annoying. See, and and um, you know, this is this is the developers listening to the fans. They they, they realize that um, you know, may have not been the wisest decision to put that in the game. Yeah, they were trolling you. So they they were trolling us. One of the bottles was so, really hard to find between the buildings and there was like a little uh, area oh, where the yeah. fire was in the junkyard. Yeah, yeah. that one was a nightmare. the last one I found. But you do get some context clues. They do, if, if you're having trouble finding the bottles, you get some little clues. Yeah. yeah I think that was the only time nice. I broke down and looked up online how to find that last bottle. Hmm. Yeah. The only time I broke down was um, uh, oh, the the barn. You know the the puzzle with that motor thing. Mm, yeah. Open opening the hatch door. Yeah, yeah that one was tricky. Yeah, didn't like that. All right. Uh, but yeah, no. The the collectathon. The the developers realized may not have been the best decision. So at the very end of the game, where you're going um, in that subconscious realm, you find a bottle, and Max says, "Oh man, this must be hell." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, oh, and um, apparently, like, uh, the game got a lot of flack for its use of Hella, um, in um, and in the Chloe is uh, a paraplegic reality. Max says Hella, and Chloe says, "Oh, I hate that word." Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a good touch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, developers you know, making I, I fun of themselves. Is, it's kind of nice. Yeah. yeah, and this is a this is a strength of episodic release. Is it is it you know sure it's you know the the developers are constantly in crunch mode to get games out every like uh, what is it it's like three months or something, but it gives them a chance to listen to the critics and listen to the fans, which you know it it and it benefited the game towards the end. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Anything anybody else wants to say about the game before we let it go? It was a good discussion, guys. I mean, I feel like we kind of flushed mm-hmm. this game out really well. Enjoyed the way we did it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I, I like this game a lot. I mean, we're kind of making fun of s- certain parts of it, but I think sure. anybody who's listening to this conversation can tell that you know we felt uh, felt attached to certain characters, especially Max. I mean, if you can relate to Max in the slightest way, you you can kind of go along with her on this journey. Mm-hmm. And we all had our favorites. Uh, you know, Floyd was obviously really into Chloe. You know, I liked Victoria a lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you kind of, this is a kind of game where you can really get attached to the characters and, and kind of care what happens to them. And a lot of games and a lot of pieces of media, not just games, try very hard to do that. And it doesn't always work, so... I think this game achieved well, I, something I think it, there. It's, it definitely helps that this game is um, rooted in reality. Okay, it's it's a blend of the natural and supernatural, but it's it's something that everybody can relate to. Just being a kid in high school. Um, yeah. You know, like you're not some super incredible adventurer mm-hmm. or or a, you know a, a hero with you know you know crazy powers. You're well, you are you're, a hero with I'm, crazy powers, but not in the traditional sense. You're <laughs> not not in, not in like the Batman right, kind of right. sense. Right. It's the everyman character, or the every yeah, the every woman character, yeah. right? Um, and you, you kind of, uh, I, I like that they had the uh, everyday heroes photography contest because uh, you know you you kind of become you know Chloe's everyday hero. Um. Or, or, or somebody in the game will become somebody else's everyday hero. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of says that you don't have to, you know, have grandiose, um, you know, you don't have to save a family from a burning building to be a hero. You kind of just have to be there for somebody. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's realistic. And I think that's why it's, it's resonated as much as it has with people. And it's, you know, it's only been out for like a year or so and it's become, such um, a beloved game to many, many people. Yeah, that's definitely worth bringing up. It has a huge, passionate following, as I'm mm-hmm. sure we all saw. Like doing our research, I found some. I found a YouTuber, a YouTuber that I really like, named Anima, who did a. She did a ton of videos on this game, and they're all very like intricate and detailed, and you can tell like people like her, people like us, really just have a lot of passion and love for this for this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So any closing thoughts? Um, like Rich said, we've we've um, hit every uh, checkbox here. So I, I was just I was thoroughly impressed with uh, 
the adult and real world themes that they touched on in this game. I've never played a game that got that real. Uh, mm -hmm. And to go from at the start of the game, I didn't really uh, empathize with Max. And as the game goes on, you really do get attached to the characters, like you said. It did a real good job of sucking you into the mm -hmm. story. And yeah, I'm really glad that the RF Generation Playcast gave me a, you know, gave me the platform to play it this month. Finally get me around to it. All right, we hope you'll join us for more, man. Yeah, for yeah, sure. If I have for... the games. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thanks for, for coming on the show, too. You know, it's, um, you know, it was great to, uh, to hang out with you at the uh, Game Exchange and, um, meeting the other collector, or, collector cast, cartridge club <laughs> people. Um, yeah. Right. It was a blast. Yeah. Well, let me go ahead and touch on, uh, before we end it, wrap it up, let me go ahead and touch on what we'll be playing next month. Um, uh, we've already announced the game, of course, but in April, uh, we've already started. Uh, we'll be playing East Books 1 and 2. Uh, you play as Adol Kristen, uh, who's sort of a young swordsman um, who is sent on a quest um, it's a pretty deep story from what I've seen so far. I think, Stephen, you and I are already through the first book, right? So we're pretty deep into the game, but it's a very yeah. interesting story for an RPG. Um, it's, um, the neat thing about this is an older RPG, but it's been released on several, um, different systems. And so there's tons of ways you can play this game and everyone's going to yeah, several remakes yeah, reiterations that's right and everyone's going to have a deep uh, a different experience depending on how they play this game so next month's um discussion is going to be pretty interesting I, I definitely think uh so but um the cool thing about this game is the mechanic and it's not your typical RPG where you go into like a battle screen and um, it's sort of turn-based fighting. This is more you strengthen up yourself and your weapons and you bump into characters. If you hit them head-on, uh, you get a more negative result if you hit the enemies head-on. Um, but you have to hit them like from an angle or from the side uh, or the back uh, to do the most amount of damage and not take damage or take the smaller amount of damage. So... Um, Definitely an interesting mechanic. Um, what I've played so far, I've really enjoyed. And um, I think Floyd said it the other day. He mentioned that he had started playing it and he wasn't crazy about it at first. But once you start playing it, get into it a little bit, it becomes a lot of fun. So um, I hope that uh, a lot of people will join us for that. Looks like we've already got a great group signed up. I think we've got 15 plus last time I counted. Maybe around... 18 or 19 people. It's kind of crazy, but I'm... Uh, it's going to be a good turnout. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Turnout. Yeah, I'll give it a whirl. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for uh, coming on the air with me. Thanks, uh, J-Rock, for taking the time to uh, play the game with us and um, join the show. Had a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. And, um, yeah, we will see everybody next month. That'll do it for another episode of the Playcast. Thank you for listening, and a very special thank you to J-Rock the Game Rocker for joining the show this month. 
Remember to visit rfgeneration.com to participate in our playthroughs, discuss the games, or leave feedback about this podcast. Join us next month in our playthrough for April, where once again we relied on feedback from the community and selected what may be our most requested set of games to date, which are Ease Books 1 and 2. The games are available on too many platforms to list here, so chances are if you don't already own a copy, you at least have easy access and a good excuse to add it to your collection ASAP. Thank you as always for listening and we'll see you next time on the RF Generation Playcast.